stays at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cut back. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast Time. Welcome to the show. Um, we got news today. Just not the news that anyone is expecting. Charles Amenehue's upset. Hey, man, what's up, Deshaun Watson? What's your decision? Where you finna go, bro? Yeah, where you finna go? Where you finna go, bro? Not only that, Ant, we did yeah. get a couple other news, and we didn't go live and break this at the time because, well, number one, this morning when it happened at 6 o'clock when Trent Sherfield uh, reportedly was going to be signing with the Miami Dolphins, I, I just missed it. I just flat out missed it. The Contavia Street thing happened, uh, you know, about an hour or so before we were going to come on here. And it's like, all right, we'll just wait to talk about this then. The Niners also lost Contavia Street. They also lost Trent Sherfield. Sherfield going to the Miami Dolphins, basically the, the San Francisco Dolphins at this point, and uh, is what they are, uh, or at least the Miami 49ers. Yeah. That's what they're feeling like. And, and then the Saints. Saints are scooping up Contavia Street. Um, I kept seeing people talking about how all the Niners didn't tender him because they're planning, planning to sign him to a long-term deal. And I was like, no, they didn't. They didn't tender him because they're they're letting this guy go. Yeah, they signed his replacement yesterday. Correct. I mean, as soon as they signed Hassan Ridgeway, he is a better player than Contavious Street. Uh, Contavious Street did a good enough job for us last year, but you know, overall, he's been underwhelming in his career with the San Francisco 49ers. He's had a lot of injuries that he's dealt with. I think he's a really good dude and a, and a, and a decent player. But yeah, they were going to try to sign him to the league minimum if they decided to bring him back. But there was no guarantee. He was going to make the ninety or make the fifty-three man roster, so it would have been a ninety-man, you know, depth piece that could have ended up what on the practice squad. No, he's going to land in the, with the New Orleans Saints with an opportunity to play, um, you know, more than he would have played in San Francisco. So Ridgeway is the reason he's gone, and Ridgeway is a a nice improvement. I like that potential there. I think we could get you know a similar thing that we've seen from Amenahue and from Jordan Willis, where their production goes up as soon as they get into the San Francisco 49ers defense with uh, Chris Kacarek. Yeah, you ain't you ain't wrong on that, man. You you ain't wrong at all. Look, it's it's one of those things right now with with those two going. Um, not necessarily a surprise, I'd say, for either one of us. I, I think we always thought there was an opportunity. Trent Sherfield could come back, but I don't know if it was necessarily high on the priority list for the San Francisco 49ers, nor was Contavia Street. Guess what? Not high on the priority list, either one of those guys, and the Niners are looking in, at doing potentially other things, Ant. But uh, <clears throat> you said it, right? Some Some big things have been happening around the league. Big things happening all across, whether that's cuts, Fletcher Cox now released by the Eagles and available for teams to go after, um, whether that's the, the Packers and the Raiders making big blockbuster trades with Devontae Adams and draft picks, first and a second round pick plus $28.5 million per year for, for Devontae Adams, Ant. Um, the, the Niners aren't, they're not, they're not doing anything. And hi, David Williams. Hi, how you doing, my guy? But the, the Niners, I'm glad you're here. Yeah, New welcome, year. David. Welcome. Uh, but, the, but the Niners are just, something <laughs> it's just nothing happening right now um but it seems like deshaun watson's situation is looming right two of the teams have been informed that they're no longer in the runnings it's down to the saints and the falcons so, so maybe maybe an update while we're live and then immediately the niners get a deal done with jimmy garoppolo no, i mean that's, that's not happening. I, I think that would be wonderful if something happened like that and deshaun watson finally made up his mind uh but it doesn't appear he can i mean he, he doesn't really uh he's not really you know, prone to make quick decisions, apparently, because uh, he's been letting this thing linger for a while. I think he is a little bit torn about where he wants to go, and that's why he's making a decision, because ultimately, I don't think either one of these teams is where he wanted to land, but this is the this is the spot he's in, and now he's going to have to go to one of these teams. 
And until then, the 49ers are kind of held hostage. We had the whole Baker Mayfield fiasco as well, where he requests a trade. Cleveland says, how about no, Scott, okay? Um, and so now he's he's going to be back in Cleveland, it appears, unless they just can't work that thing out. So once again, it seems like the 49ers are staring at this Indianapolis Colts again. Uh, I, I know that if he chooses Atlanta, maybe Matt Ryan would be an option for the Colts. But the Colts, I think, have to be a little bit leery about getting someone that's as old as Matt Ryan to come in. They've went this route before. But I think the 49ers are still sitting in a spot that they feel comfortable in. It's just not moving as fast as anyone wants. And I think every time we see one of these draft, I mean, one of these uh, free agent signings, we're like, wait a second, that could have been us. We don't know if that's the case. It could have been me. We don't know if that's the case because really the Niners, right, could agree to terms with any of these players and they don't officially sign and then turn in the, you know, until the papers turn into, papers turn into the NFL, it doesn't actually affect your salary cap. So they could do that if they want, but there's still a lot of high priced guys out there and there's still a lot of good football players that could come back to the 49ers. But right now we're all waiting on Deshaun Watson's decision because we think at that point it'll kick Jimmy Garoppolo into full gear. It feels like that that's that's what is happening at this point in time. That like that that's going to be the thing that actually kicks things into motion, right? Like the Niners will actually begin free agency once they move off of Jimmy Garoppolo, but at the end of the day too is the Niners if they really wanted to be in the full swing of everything right now with free agency, they could just do what the Saints did, right? The Saints were 88 million over the cap, Ant. They're 29 million dollars under the cap now. Uh, they restructured everything and everyone. If the Niners really wanted to do that, they could take that same route. They could ex- sign guys, extend guys, put dead money down the road, restructure everyone under the sun, free up $29 million in cap space, and then go after guys while they hold on to Jimmy Garoppolo. They could do that. Yeah, They're not doing that. So it seems like right now the plan for the 49ers is priority one was get your corner, add some D-line and rotational depth, and worry about trading Jimmy Garoppolo. That's what it seems like the priorities are for the San Francisco 49ers. That's what they're focused on doing right now, and they're not focused on anything else. Uh, I think they were focused on um, possibly bringing in an edge rusher. Chandler Jones admittedly said it came down to the 49ers and the Raiders. I mean, so the Niners were in on him, but at $17.5 million, that's just a little bit too rich for what the Niners were trying to do. I'm sure they were trying to get him for a lot lower deal. Um, the fact that Zadarius Smith took himself back off the market and not and didn't go to Baltimore means he saw the tea leaves as well as how much money is out there. Vaughn Miller, six years, $120 million. Chandler Jones getting $17.5 million a year. And he's like, wait a second, I was going to play for a measly $8.5 million per year with escalators that can make it 50 No, 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 no. I'm going to want that $50 million to be you know, I'm going to need that. Yeah, I'm going to need that with escalators to go even higher than that. So he put himself back on the market, and we'll see what kind of market is there for him. But apparently right now, cornerback and edge rusher are fielding a lot of interest. You add in the new people that are being added every single day with cuts because now Lowell Collins is out there as well. We know he's about to go meet with Sensi, and that'll probably be a done deal. But that's also an interesting you know, name the 49ers could possibly reach out to because um, you know, you do have questions at right tackle with Mike McGlinchey. He's got the injury. You know, could you possibly go after Collins and then make a move with McGlinchey? It's something interesting to watch at least if he ever gets out of Cincy because they have lots of money and they need offensive linemen. That they do, Ant. Matthew Raleigh just said, just here to say I absolutely loathe the Dolphins at this point. <laughs> uh, I know T.O. had mentioned a little bit earlier, it looks like Rodgers got jobbed. Actually, the reports that are coming out are saying the opposite, that Aaron Rodgers signed his deal knowing that they were going to franchise Devontae Adams, knowing that he wasn't going to be happy about that, and that Aaron Rodgers was very well aware of how everything was playing out with Devontae after he stated, I'm not playing on on that that franchise tag. That's not happening. 
and that the Packers were shopping him. Rodgers was aware. So Rodgers knew, knew what was going on and, and still signed on the dotted line regardless. Yeah, I mean, and you know, Matthew Rowley's comments about the Dolphins. I mean, the Raheem Mostert one kind of stung. Are, are you really, did, did it sting about Trent Sherfield? I've seen some people on Twitter that it seemed like it really stung them that Trent Sherfield left and went to Miami. What, did you feel the same way? No, I didn't, I didn't feel that I didn't way. No, I didn't. I felt that he was a special teams guy that should be our fourth or fifth wide receiver well, and fifth or sixth at, at that at best, really. With the names they still have, there's no guarantee Trent Sherfield will even make the roster. Yeah, I mean, they haven't filled out their wide receiver position at all. Uh, they only have two guys right now. Of course, they have like Keyshawn Johnson and some of those guys. But let's be honest, those guys are 90-man roster guys. They're not going to actually you know, be one of these guys that are that make the football team. The 49ers still have you know, to, uh, to stick to it and address it in free agency and then, of course, the draft. So I am curious where they go with this because there's still a lot of names out there. And, of course, 49er edits on Twitter goes ahead and puts out there that maybe Brandon Cooks wants to – well, actually, he said Brandon Cooks does want to come to the 49ers. Oh. Wondering who his source is. Hmm. And did we did we talk about that not too long ago? Yeah, we Cause, did because we have a legit source. Do you think his source is the same as our source? No. Um, Wait. Are you sure? Yeah, because I can make one text and it could get to end up getting to uh, somebody that's. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. We'll we'll just, we'll just leave it like that. No. Oh, okay. No. It, it, oh, th- it's not, not the, the same, same source. Not the same source. Uh, it it doesn't. He's not wrong. 49er edits is not wrong. So people are saying like sources. So he's actually right. It was, Cooks, shot, it was either just a shot in the dark or man. Or he watched one of our videos. No, yeah. One of those. But, <laughs> one of those situations. But, but like, I, you know, it's, it's, it's he's not wrong. I mean, Brandon Cooks had interest um, before free agency ever it's even true. started. True. But he had to get out of his contract there. He hasn't yet. He'd be open to a trade. Uh, Seattle was on his mind until Russell Wilson went. We know that. Um, you know, he obviously wouldn't go to the Rams at this point. So I mean, how, how are you going to, I mean, yeah. how, how are you going to, they just signed Allen Robinson to a big deal and the reports are they're still going after OBJ. Yeah. But it seems like OBJ might be a little, uh, upset about that. Some of his posts on Twitter, um, make you think that maybe he's ready to move in a different direction. Oh, uh, do you think he wants to be listed as the fourth receiver for the Los Angeles Rams? No. Yeah. I don't think so either. So, I mean, I think green Bay would be a logical landing spot. Uh, they just freed up $20 million. They don't have to give Devontae Adams. So OBJ to Green Bay makes a lot of sense, I think. It, it definitely does make a lot of sense, Ant. Um, OBJ to Green Bay makes a lot of sense at this point. We'll we'll see. <laughs> People are tweeting out right now, NFL is the real March Madness and, and all this fun it stuff. It pretty much is, yeah. Uh, and then Brad said, do you guys see Debo's tweet? Of course we saw Debo's tweet. And Debo was not wrong. Yeah. The, the a- NFC is becoming very, very easy. By the minute, it is getting easier to compete and, and contend with. So, you know, everyone's sitting there going, the Niners are just sitting on their hands. They're sitting on their hands and not getting any worse. And <laughs> they're sitting on their hands and not getting worse in the division. I, I got I got bad news for everyone. Uh-oh. Here, here's some bad news. According to Aaron Wilson of the NFL, Deshaun Watson currently expected to take the next few days and contemplate his decision over the weekend, per league sources, over which team he'll waive his no-trade clause for. The Falcons have pushed back Matt Ryan's $7.5 million roster bonus from Friday to Tuesday. Wow, Ant. So, Ant, you, you got to make a decision in 48 hours. I'm going to take the weekend. You got until Tuesday. <laughs> Come on. Well, teams are bending over backwards. I'm not surprised by that, Ant. Ultimatum, uh, ultimatum grows. Ultimatum grows and, and gets a little longer and they're flexible with it. Oh, goodness gracious me. 49ers fans, buckle up. It's going to be a long free agency and a long offseason. Uh, it, it's it's yeah. looking that way. 
it definitely is looking that way it's it i mean the thing is still wild i mean this is just wild um yeah i mean adam Schefter's reporting about the 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 roster bonus being pushed back so that is that's completely accurate so you would think that he needs more time this is an indication that they need more time they've also have to figure out what to do with matt ryan if deshaun watson ultimately chooses to go there it's true to probably a good massage and he'll decide oh wow so, ivan ivan gonzalez and he's freaking out bro niners need to do moves because our schedule is freaking crazy um it, it is you gotta, you gotta play a lot of tough teams and a lot of teams who have gone all in and and really loaded up their roster especially in the afc west so you got you got that coming up this year that you're gonna have to be dealing with so I mean, you you want them to make moves, but it's not what it's not it's not happening. It's not happening right now. The way the way it's playing out is, I mean, yeah, you might lose your games against the AFC, but if you win your games in the NFC, I mean, you could be the number one seed with what like eleven wins. Uh, this AFC is is murderer's row, especially the AFC West, and that's who the 49ers get to play. The, these guys are going in, and it's not just the it's not just them. The Dolphins have made solid moves. The Jets have made solid moves going all in, and you also have the Buffalo Bills. So the AFC East, the AFC West have been going crazy all in to build their football teams. I think that, you know, right now the 49ers though are sitting comfortable in the NFC. And I mean, that's what Debo's tweet is about. Look at this conference. Players are going away. Uh, and so the, the NFC is getting easier and easier to win. You got Tom Brady reaching out to Julio Jones, trying to set up, you know, a, a, a super wide receiver core going there. If I'm Julio, I'm taking one look at what happened to Antonio Brown. It's like, I'm not going crazy. Uh, so no, I don't know. I don't know what he's going to decide, but um austin hooper's out there you got julio jones available those seem to be possible guys the 49ers could be interested in we know the 49ers have been i think linked to 17 different receivers now i believe i read that's a lot of receivers yeah it's a lot of receivers and apparently jarvis landry's back on the list another report that i read as well um you know spy v spy frick dude the raiders front craps on ours i mean okay well i think it's good i think right now i mean the raiders right they're, they're looking like they made a huge decision they gave up nearly the same amount of draft capital that the Seahawks gave up for Jamal Adams for a, a defensive end who sometimes plays safety occasionally. And I mean, and walked away with Devontae Adams, you know, one of the best wide receivers, if not the best wide receiver in the league. True. Um, they did have to turn around and pay him twenty eight million. But what did you expect? I mean, they they were going to have to do this. They had to make these moves to be able to compete with the Chargers, you know, Broncos and and uh, Chiefs. I think the Chiefs need to make a, a move now. Um, they're kind of sitting there standing pat, and everyone in their division is getting better. Everyone in their division is getting yeah. better, and they're losing some players as well. You know, they lost Javarius Ward. Um, you're losing Tyron Matthew. You're going to be losing a lot a lot of guys there and not bringing them back into the fold of that roster. They're going to need to start doing something at some point, you would imagine. Um, but they're kind of sitting firm as well. I, I really want people to think about this. Uh, the Chiefs sitting firm. Niners have been sitting firm. Um, the Colts, who had the most amount of money, one of the, you know, they had $44 million coming into free agency, have been sitting firm. Teams that were, well, the Niners, who were really close, the Chiefs, who were very close to a Super Bowl, and the Colts, who were playing like the hottest team in football, going into Week 18, and then, you know, just boggled it against the, the Jaguars, uh, all sitting firm, not doing a whole heck of a yeah. lot in terms of bringing guys in. Um, I, listen, there are there are ways to go about handling free agency and building out a roster and doing certain things, right? Would anyone say that? Colts have done a bad job with free agency and just signings in general. I mean, Ballard has been, you know, hailed as a, a genius there with with the Colts. Well, I think the Colts and the 49ers are in a holding pattern. They're both waiting because they need to have that. He needs to have that money free if they're going to go after Jimmy Garoppolo. That's twenty five million dollars, so he can't overspend and then not have that available. They did make a nice trade with Yannick Ngakwe and they got him. Sure. And they traded Rocky Sin. I think that was a bang up move for them. 
um, helping in the edge rusher department. Their defense got better. But, I mean, other than that, they haven't really made any moves. But, Alex, when the when the Rams made their signing today uh, and, and brought in uh, Allen Robinson, I, I sent in the group chat right away. What did I send? Two gifts. Tyron Matthew and Stephon Gilmore. I'm like, all right, let's 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 just do this thing. It's like, we, it, that's how it feels sometimes. So I understand how people feel. It's like, man, our, our, our front office isn't doing anything. Uh, that's how you feel sometimes because you see all these teams making these big splash moves and you're like man i want to get in on this i want my team to be one of those why can't super we do teams. that yeah i i get it i i really do but um i'm just i'm, I'm just continuing to be hopeful because there's a lot of players that still haven't signed and a lot of good players that are still out there so the 49ers do make a couple of moves um and in, including trading jimmy garoppolo I, I think the fan base will will be more excited about it but right now it's kind of like dude what, what wait what we did what that's all we've done uh, so it, it, it's interesting so far what the Fourers have done in free agency. I thought there was going to be a little bit more splash, um, and and right now there's not. Uh, there that is not. Uh, it it is not at all, and it's the opposite of a splash. It's a the dipping a toe of said water, and it seems like the water is fine because there's a lot of the people jumping in the pool, and the Niners are like, not yet, <laughs> not, not quite, right? Not not there yet. We're we're really not there. Uh, Landry would be wide receiver three. I, yeah, I mean, if you if you went after someone like Landry, I don't know if he'd be wide receiver three, but he's going to be in a rotation there with Jawan Jennings doing different things. I don't know if that's the case. I don't know if that's what's going to happen. Brad Jones is predicting Watson to the Falcons, Ryan to the Colts, Jimmy to Browns, and Baker to the Seahawks. That's what he is saying is going to happen. Uh, Stephen Mandler says we need to sign Fletcher Cox. I would absolutely love that, the addition of Fletcher Cox. That, that's what Alex said. Immediately, that, that, as soon as I saw the cut, I was like, bring, bring me Fletcher our, Cox. Our group chat is very entertaining, and, and that's the one thing we got right there is we got the from him was Fletcher Cox to the 49ers. Yeah, I mean, they weren't going to pay him $18 million. I think they still hope that they're going to be able to work out a new contract with him, and this is just one of those steps they had to do. But I mean, if now he's available and it, yeah, interior defensive lineman, the four years added, if they were able to add Fletcher Cox, I just don't know how much it's going to cost. Is it going to cost more than what DJ Jones was going to get? So, I mean, he would be big time for this interior Huge. defensive line. Huge. But then you're, then you're also Alex talking about Kinlaw being a backup rotational piece. Again, are you okay with a first round pick being a backup and a rotational piece behind Fletcher Cox? If I was going to be okay with Javon Kinlaw sitting behind DJ Jones, then I am a okay with Javon Kinlaw sitting behind Fletcher Cox. Well said. Not, not, yeah. Right. No, there is no world and no version of me that is sitting here right now going, no, Javon Kinlaw has to yeah. start. And in, in, unless, unless Fletcher Cox is fine with coming off the bench. No, there, there's no world in which I'm saying that. Yeah. I'm, I'm ready to go full gangsta mode as well. I'm, I'm ready to let, let's go get Stefan Gilmore, put him at corner. Hey, Emmanuel Mosley, you're the nickel. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of just there because I look at the Rams and I just see all their ability. So we either have to be able to get to Matthew Stafford in a hurry, uh, or we got to be able to cover him. And I think it would help a little bit if we could cover a little bit longer and allow this defensive line to get home. Cause that first unit is still going to be a nice wave. Um, of course they do need another edge rusher that they can use in the interior when they go to their more NASCAR package, Arden key, Jordan Willis, um, or even one of these, you know, guys that's still available, available, and there's lots of guys. So they do need to make an imp- or bring in an edge rusher that can make an impact on obvious pass downs. I believe they could get one in the draft, so there's that potentiality. But they do need to make a move, Alex, because um, I think they need to upgrade somewhere. And it could be as easy as bringing it, bringing it back to Quisky Tart. I think that would help. But I am worried about the Rams' uh, wide receiver room now because they are absolutely locked and loaded. And if they bring in OBJ as well, and they're running those four guys out there. Uh, that's one of the most uh, you know elite groups of wide receivers. I With think Van, Je- Van Jefferson would be wide receiver five. Yeah, and you, potentially they can move on from Van Jefferson and, and use him to get you know a tackle or or something or, or free up a little bit of space. So uh, th- it's it's definitely interesting. 
But they're going to have to replace Whitworth. That's one thing they do have to do. Yeah, that's very true. Very, very true. I mean, it's it's just it's just insane, man. It's absolutely insane. Everything that's going on right now, it, it just it, it I can't wrap my head around it. Aunt. Yeah. I can't wrap my head around it. When when I woke up this morning and there wasn't a whole lot of news and information going on, I was like, okay, we're just waiting on Deshaun. We're waiting on Deshaun. It's going to happen here at some point. And as the day progresses, nothing happens. Nothing grows. We don't get any new insight, no anything. And uh, it's it's just I, I got an update just for oh, oh. Tarverius Ward just tweeted nine minutes ago. Bang, bang, Niner game. That he did, baby. <laughs> that he did, and he really did do that. Uh, JL, I just asked, too, guys, catch any of the new hire interviews. I didn't catch the new hire interviews, but I did catch Charvarius Ward's interview, which was cringeworthy. Not because of Charvarius Ward, but because of everybody in the room asking questions. Oh, my God. I literally, mid-interview, stopped what I was doing and called Ant. I was like, dude, are you watching any of this? He's like, no. And I was like... What is happening? Who who do they let into the room and on Zoom to ask questions? Yeah, luckily it's on Zoom. But uh, Traverse Ward ends that great. Um, man, they ask some whack, whack. And, and then it cuts. They, and it cuts. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've seen Debo kind of respond the same way. Afterwards. Debo and him are about to become best friends. Yeah, uh, I, I I liked his attitude at the end. Like, what the heck? Like, he, these players want to know about, like, the football questions. They want to know what it means, you know, about coming to San Francisco, why the organization that you chose – other than that, they don't want to know. They don't want you to ask about their childhood and all that. They don't care. They're not writing a book, Alex. Like they just want it to be about well, business. They're about football and they're about there was, business. There was two football questions. One of them was a legitimate question about, you know, his ability playing man-to-man press coverage and how comfortable he is doing it. And the other one that was a football question was a silly football question because it was Thanos asking him if he has any experience playing in the slot. Thanos, you have game film of him playing in the league. You know the answer to that question. You also know the Niners just paid this man $14 million a year. He's not here to play in the slot. He's here to lock down one side of the Wait, field. Wait, you don't pay corners $14 million to play in the slot? No. Shocked, Ant. I'm stunned. Yeah. I could not believe the questions that were being asked him. I was sitting there. You guys are, you. everyone, everyone on Zoom right now. You're professionals. You're supposed to be. This is what you do for a living. You sit up at night and think about questions to ask people to write stories about. This is what you came up with? What? This is the things that the 49ers fans need to know about the new the new corner they just signed? Why, why are you giving them so much credit? I'm so, not giving them credit you, at all. You, you I'm just, just they actually, baffled. You said they stay up at night and think about these questions. Okay, so I did give them Absolutely credit. Absolutely not. Right. They were like, oh my gosh, we got to interview a guy today. Let's just ask him what he did in sixth grade. Uh, that'll be fun. Did, did did you like Italian surprise that you used to eat at lunch? I mean, th- this is it's no. It's just they're never going to ask good football questions because most of them struggle with it. Um, I mean, when was somebody going to ask them? You know, hey, where did you develop your your press coverage skills, or did you learn that in college? You know, that would have been think, great. Do you think your 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 you know the way you play man to man press coverage? Do you think that's going to translate well in this system here with D'Amico Ryan's and and this and this secondary? No, none of that. Just, just none of that. We're just gonna say silly things, talk about nonsensical stuff, and uh. Interesting. You know, w- William uh, Roberts says we should draft two corners to be backups because the rookie corners we have ain't it. Oh, oh. I mean, I think Diomedo Lenore yeah. definitely needs to improve, uh, but I thought Ombre Thomas, you know, proved himself to be an adequate backup for this year. I think they did go weren't, get Traverius. Pe- weren't people also like at the beginning of the year saying Demo was the real deal? Oh no, of course, because there was a couple highlights that went up. So what happened? Like, why are we, why are we here? Like, can, can we let rookies develop? Not well, us, I, but I'm just saying, I, I like, think, as a I fan base, what, can we let I think that's what develop? William is saying, though, right? It's like, they haven't, 
he hasn't seen anything from them yet that makes him think that they're anything more than backups. But, dra but drafting two more corners would just push them further down the bench. No, it would. That's what he's saying. They don't have the value. They're, they're not good enough. Yeah, it's way too early to assess that. I think so, too. But I'm just saying it's an interesting thought. I don't have a problem with William thinking that I don't way. have a problem with you thinking it, but I, I, yeah. just, I think it's way too early, personally. It's way too early. That'd be, that'd well, be like, I, that's like the same. It's the same people who are saying Trey's not ready. Well, Traverius, no Traverius Ward signals that Ombre Thomas isn't ready. Well, of course, that they didn't. But, but I didn't need. I didn't need Traverius Ward to be signed to know that. Well, you know that, and I know that, but that's a definite signal to the fan base that yeah, he's not ready. Very true. Yeah. Uh, John Paul, what kick returners are left? Don't understand why they can't afford this inexpensive need. Um, <laughs> look, I, 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 pers I per my personal opinion is is if you're if you're going to go after a kick returner, just draft one. Draft a guy who can kick return and potentially develop as a wide receiver. I'd prefer that. I, I can I can solve this in one name. All right. Cordero Patterson. And that's all. Um kick returner, punt returner, wide running, receiver, running, running back. back. Um paint your back for porch white. Yeah, he could probably he could probably uh he could pass too. Okay, uh, okay. I, I think that he might be somebody that would be interesting because at seven million, like I said, you could get the value out out of him at wide receiver and at running back. So he, he would make sense to me. I don't know if that's the route they're gonna go. But I think that this is the thing that Kyle Shanahan, this is kind of the Trent Sherfield thing, is last year Richie Hightower went to Kyle Shanahan and sold him on Sherfield by saying he would be able to help on offense because Kyle Shanahan believes that a player must be able to help in the position that they play before you count on them in special teams. A lot of times they don't want to go get a guy just because it's special teams ace, but he needs to be able to help the, the team out as well. And so I think that that's what they're looking for, a player that can do both. So um, they might address it in the draft maybe or with one of these guys that's available. I would love to see them grab someone like John Ross and put him put him back deep with that four two speed. He's a pretty good runner in the open field, um, but to me the most sense though is Cordero Patterson. He makes the most sense to me. He does make the most sense. And in Rome thirty three with a question of questions, Ant. Okay, it's a question that we've had not this exact one asked, but similar, similar asked. Yes, would you guys go all in and win a Super Bowl this year if it meant losing four years in a row? Yeah, every day of the week. Um, if, if you know you're going to win a Super Bowl, you go all in and you do it. Uh, the thing is, you don't know that right now. But yeah, I, I've, I've been a firm believer in this. You worry about next year, next year. You go If you have the opportunity to win, you go win. And I know that sometimes that's a little bit frustrating, but we've waited how many years now for, for a Super Bowl? It's been over 20-something years. Uh, since 1994, we haven't won a Super Bowl. So I think if you know you can get it, you go get it. Uh, because we, you know, I'll wait four years for another opportunity. I already waited 26 or 27 years. So, uh, what do I got to worry about? I, I'm going to go get that Super Bowl. I'm, a, I'm about one. I, I winning multiple Super Bowls in consecutive years or in a consecutive time period in this day and age of the NFL, um, is not as realistic as it used to be. Dynasties used to be a thing because it was a, a lot, a lot of a long time before free agency really hit the way it does. True quarterback pay scales are pushing it to the point where. Almost the only way you can win is if you're on a rookie pay scale or if you have a quarterback that is a little bit cheaper than most, like Matthew Stafford. It's true. Um, look, I, you know how I've been on this in the past. I, I've always been a guy who wants to try and balance. Um, but as close as we've been now the last two years, or to the last two or three years, I want it. I want it more than I want a lot of things, Ant. And, and I'm willing to trade four, four bad seasons for one Super Bowl. Yeah. Especially knowing that after those four bad seasons, you are going to have a chance to you know, reset and get yourself back into a position where you were when you won the Super Bowl. Um, I want it bad. So I will do just about anything to make that happen. I, I mean, as a front office, as a coach, I, I would be willing to do just about yeah. anything. That's one that of the done. conversations that we've had, Alex, right? Is when is Jed York 
I'm going to look at, at John Lynch and just say, we're going all in. You know, just like, Spend the money. like Eddie would have done. We're going all in, win the Super Bowl. Now, we know the 49ers are going to have to do it at some point during Trey Lance's rookie pay scale. They have to win a Super Bowl or it's a failure if they don't get it done in his rookie pay scale. So, question then. if I think you believe that. I, I know I believe that as well. Um, I think there's probably cutback crew members that believe that as yeah. well, Ant. Is now not the right time to be doing it because it's Trey's first year as the starter. It could be. And I mean, that's why they're holding steady right now. It, it could be. I mean, l- let's see what they do. You know, I mean, let's let's let free agency play out. Let's let the draft play out. But it appears right now that they're taking a cautiously optimistic. We're almost there trying to be like, well, we're going to make a little bit of prudent moves and then kind of, oh, well, well, we'll have our cake and eat it too. Or we'll do a little bit and we'll still hope if Trey becomes a player that he can't, that he that he's potentially can be, he's going to take us over the top anyways and we can possibly win a Super Bowl because we came so close with Jimmy Garoppolo. I think that there could be that thought process, um, but maybe they're like, yeah, next year's the year. You know, it's not 2022, it's 2023 with Trey. We're going to have a little bit more, you know, free cap space. I don't know. All I know is when you have the opportunity, you go do it. So I think that the the NFC overall is opening up. It is I, I wide it, open. I think now. it's becoming wide open. There's a, a more direct path to the Super Bowl than there has been in several years. The NFC West is definitely a little bit weaker than it has been. Other than the offensive wide receiver core for the Rams, they've lost in other areas. So I, I don't think they're as good even as they were last year. So um, there is an avenue now for the 49ers to get to the Super Bowl, but they have to make necessary moves. I don't know if those moves are are done yet. We'll see. Uh, that very true, Ant. Very true. Um, and look, a couple people just said, uh, you know, Baker to Baker to the Niners. Uh, you know, Baker's not going anywhere as of right now. It doesn't look that to be the case. Uh, Cleveland did deny Baker's request for a trade, but Baker could very easily do exactly what Deshaun just did and put his foot down. Um, you know, there's been a lot of reports coming out, stuff about Cleveland calling him a child, not an adult, things of that nature. And if those things are in any way whatsoever true, Baker's sitting there going, it's time. It's time to get out of here. It's time to get out of Dodge. I need a fresh start. We need a, This team needs a fresh start. So we're going to see. We're going to see what happens when that front with the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. And I did just see, Ant, that the Carolina Panthers have officially been notified by Deshaun Watson and his representatives that they are no longer in the running for a quarterback. So now that potentially puts Carolina right back and thrusts them into the fold uh, with Cleveland, with the Colts and things of that nature, with having to deal with San Francisco. Yeah, you know, and there's maybe they're going to reach out for Baker Mayfield. We know Seattle's in possibly trying to get Baker Mayfield, but it adds another quarterback needy team. And I've seen, you know, that, yeah, they have a financial, you know, uh, a financial obligation, you know, to to the guy who sees ghosts. Um, but they still got to get a, a competent quarterback. They, they can't roll in, them, roll in there with Sam Darnold and P.J. Walker to play quarterback, right? I mean, this is not something they can allow to happen. And if they are going to have that happen, if they're missing out on Deshaun Watson, they might need to go ahead and, uh, you know, blow this thing up. I mean, Matt Rule might need to do that, even though it could cost him his job in the long run. But I think if they're smart now, they're going to call the 49ers. And the 49ers, John Lynch, the first thing I would say when I answered the phone was, oh, you're back. I know you had three first-round picks for Deshaun Watson. What you willing to give me? Uh, because now they've showed a desire that they needed to make an upgrade at the quarterback position, and now you can try to play them off the Colts if they're interested in Jimmy Garoppolo. I have no way of knowing for sure if they are. Uh, very true. I, I have no way to know, uh, and no one has any way to know at this point in time, Ant. But the reality is, is the teams that lose out on Deshaun Watson, um, their hand has not only been dealt and played, that's been shown to the world. Right, so if you're sitting at the table um, and everyone's already turned over their hand and what they're playing, and you're still sitting there holding your cards and you haven't revealed yet, 
you're in a good spot. You're in a really, really solid position. Um, that's what's happening right now. You have a you have a big pot and a big hand being played at the table, at the at the blackjack table, at the poker table, whatever you want to, whatever it is you gamble or play, right? And you have a bunch of people going all in um on the flop. And we still got a couple of cards and a couple of things that could that could happen here to change the momentum and change the tide. It's why the Niners being patient. It's why I don't hate it. Uh, because a lot of things can differ and change here. The Niners don't have to go all in yet or call anyone or, or, or you know fake anything or bluff anything. You can just kind of sit there and let people, you know, play out their hand and, and blow their load early here in free agency and, and see what happens because of it. Uh, Fletcher Cox getting released just recently um, kind of shows it. Teams are making moves and bringing guys in, and that brings the is going to bring the cap up for them and put them over. And rather than they they can't go over because if you go over, you're gonna get, you're either going to get fined by the league, uh, five million dollars for every, basically every every penny you're over. Uh, you can lose draft capital. Um, you can also have contracts and player contracts voided if you do that. So they're not going to do that, which means players who could have huge impacts for a team like San Francisco or just around the league are going to start becoming available if you're going to spend as much as teams are spending right now in free agency. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see how this thing plays out. I mean, the plot is definitely thick, and it's down to the Saints and the Falcons for Deshaun Watson. And the reason that it's important to the 49ers, it has a direct impact on the Jimmy Garoppolo trade. What I like, though, is Carolina now has officially entered the room of, you know, of possibly negotiating. And at least the 49ers can use that uh, to their advantage. They can call the Colts now and say, hey, <laughs> uh, Carolina just entered the room. And when they do... You know, it could possibly force the Colts to have to make a decision here. I'm One hoping, I've always hoped, you have, oh, welcome. Julian, Julian Figueroa. Figueroa. Welcome to the Cutback Crew. I've always wanted to have Matt Rule uh, be a part of this because I've said he's the crazy one. Uh, he'll, he'll make crazy moves and do crazy things and give up draft picks um, that he probably doesn't even have. He'd be willing to do that. So I, I wanted him involved, and now that he is, I look for the, the market for Jimmy Garoppolo to increase a little bit, hopefully, uh, because, I, I mean, what is he going to do now? Go after Jameis Winston? And if he does, that could put the Saints in a little bit of a, a bind, right? What if Jameis Winston did sign with Carolina and then the Saints miss out? Uh, are, there's no way that the Falcons are going to send Matt Ryan to them. So that means they're going in with, what, Taysom Hill, Trevor Simeon, or are they then calling the 49ers about Jimmy Garoppolo? Uh, they might be, and yeah. they very much might be. And look, with this with this big blockbuster trade that has happened, with Devontae Adams going to the Raiders and the Raiders you know, shelling out $28.5 million a year yeah. to Devontae Adams, uh, good for that man. Uh, but with them doing that, Ant, what is the likelihood, do you believe, that Stephon Gilmore is still a viable option for the Raiders? It's not. Okay, so if that is the case, could he be coming to San Francisco? Right, Sherman said he was migrating west. That's what he thought. We had narrowed it down to two teams based on everything else we had seen, the Raiders and the Niners. Niners did make a big move and, and signed Traveris Ward. Could we be seeing two cornerbacks being signed to San Francisco? I mean, I would love it. I just don't know what amount of money you're going to get. Um, welcome. Dar 97, welcome to the Cutback yeah, Crew as well. Um, I, you know, I, I don't honestly know because I don't know what his number is. I kind of expected him to be off the board already. I, I expected him to already have signed a deal somewhere. He's a very good cornerback. And an all pro, I mean, potential. I'll be 32 years old, though. I'm sure people are going to be a little bit cautious about giving him, you know, a longer contract. But I always thought he was going to be like a three-year deal. Would I be willing to if I was the 49ers? It's a, a way different course than they've done before. But they could do that, right? They could go with a veteran cornerback like Stephon Gilmore, opposite of Charvarius Ward. Put Mosley in the slot. You would have a lot of money in that secondary. And then draft, you know, defensive linemen to go ahead and add to your rotation. You have Samson Ebucom already that can play defensive end. You could possibly bring back Jordan Willis on the cheap. 
So your rotation would only change one man, which you've already filled. They could roll it back like that. The sure. one the one question for you is, are they going to be able to get a draft pick like, you know, that can be one of those guys that can move inside? Could they go all in and get move up and get Boy Mafia? Could they get AK out of Penn State? Is there somebody they can grab in that area? Maybe they do uh, with the Jimmy Garoppolo trade. Maybe. I mean, that's that. there is a potential there. Uh, I just don't know if they're going to be willing to pony up that cash to pay a corner. They haven't proven it yet. No, they, they haven't. Not I, a second corner, at least. No, I mean, not two. I mean, yeah. we'll be talking about a situation, Ant, where you'd have a lot of money tied up in Charvarius Ward, Stephon Gilmore, and Mosley, who'd be getting six and a half mil. Yeah. That's a lot of dough to be spending on your cornerback room. I don't know if they would want to do that or if they're interested right. in doing that, but they well, might be. It's a lot of money, but what? Charvarius Ward's number is going to be between six and eight million dollars this year. This year. Emmanuel Mosley, six and a half, but you could also extend him. And lower his cap number. Correct. So I mean, and I've I mean, you could probably get Stephon Gilmore around the eight million dollars in his first year. You could make it work, um, but it would be an all-in necessary thing. And like we've seen, uh, Rome Rome is saying, yeah, it seems like we're the only ones worried about money. Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, That's I, tweet, how it feels. I tweeted this. I tweeted. That's how it feels. I literally tweeted this out. Yeah. There is no one. The NFL. You. No one in the cutback room. There isn't a soul on this earth right now, Ant, who could convince me that the salary cap is a real thing it has never happened a team has never been over the salary it's always salary cap. get under the salary cap of the league or else we've never seen the or else ant everything just bends around the salary cap i don't think it's a real thing i think it's a bunch of malarkey i think they they talk to these teams and tell them right you just do some stuff here right you just do this here you just give them some extra signing bonuses just just pay them under the table the extra a couple years that's it's fine I don't think it's real. I think it's a bunch of poppycock. I'm sick of the San Francisco 49ers <laughs> operating like this, this, it's this thing that, that something bad will happen if they go over it. I'm tired of it. It's malarkey. Just ridiculous, dude. Well, what is happening? You figure at some point, right? It's got you. We keep saying that at some so point. It has to bite someone in the butt. You can't. They can't keep getting away with this. It's it's okay. It's okay. Your blood pressure is spiking off the charts right now. I'm Alex. so pissed, man. Um, I'm so pissed. I mean, we don't know. I mean, we we don't know what it, you know what the salary cap actually is, but what we do know is that you can manipulate it in a big way. I mean, New Orleans being able to go from 77 million over to 29 million under. They 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 cut a hundred million dollars. Yeah. A hunt. A hunt. Did we not it, remember? We said it, but a hundred million dollars. Do, do you remember when I said they were going to be in on Deshaun Watson? You're like, there's no way they can come up with the I money. I said that. Aha. Aha. Oh, yeah. This is what happens in the NFL. You can make it work. And if you were in a big market such as New Orleans, they want you to be competitive. There's always a way around this. There's capologists that do this for a living, Alex. And they're going to continue to find ways to make it happen. Just get used to it, man. I just want to burn. I just want to burn the every organization that's doing this nonsense. I just want to burn it to the ground, and that's all I want. It's truly all I want. It's so frustrating. Let's, let's throw through some of these questions. Out. There's, some, some, there's some really good yeah, ones. There too. Is. I've been seeing a lot of good ones. Uh, Julian Julian Figuero, uh, Figaro had said a little bit earlier. Uh, Debo was working out with Landry today. I wish we could get him, but his price will be high. He's great in the slot. Um, you, they still could be. The rumors are the Niners are talking to him and they're interested. So he, he is definitely an option that the 49ers could be going after, Ant. Um, Rome said, seems like we're the only team worried about money. And John Paul said, what do you guys think of Cam as Trey's backup if the money was right? Um, You know what? I think if Cam Newton was a guy that was a, a good 
um, leader, like someone you could follow as far as being a backup. I don't think, I think as he was a starter, like he could kind of take Trey under his wing if he was the starter and Trey was behind him, but I don't think he would be a good backup. I think he would always want to play. That is something he'd always want to do. And so I think he wouldn't really help Trey in that manner. I also question his arm strength. I mean, ever since he injured his shoulder, I mean, it, it looks bad. I mean, it looks like he's really struggling to get the ball out. He's still one of my favorite players. You know this, Alex. I loved him when he was coming out of college. I think he's dynamic with the ball in his hands, um, but the arm is definitely not there anymore. So uh, for the price is right, uh, potentially, but he would have to understand his role, that he would be the backup quarterback for Trey Lance. And I honestly believe the 49ers think that, that Nate Sudfeld is going to be their backup quarterback. They could potentially draft someone or sign someone else to a very low contract. Um maybe a Nick Mullins, for instance, uh, but I do not think that, that it will be Cam Newton in the end. I, I don't think it's going to be Cam Newton in the end, um, and that's not against Cam Newton. As a, as a big Florida Gator fan and as a guy who Cam was originally at the University of Florida behind Tim Tebow, uh, loved Cam Newton. I was a big Tam Cam Newton guy and supporter. Um, it, it, it's injuries, man. He's not healthy. He's not right. Um, I don't think he can get healthy and can get right. Um, when you mess up your shoulder like that, Ant, and you already had kind of a wonky throwing motion, wasn't necessarily the cleanest throwing motion in the world, and you generated a lot of power with your upper half, and you hurt the the the, the lever point, right? The leverage point in which a lot of that force is being generated. Um, you're not going to be the same, and that's Cam Newton right now in a nutshell. And and it's unfortunate because you know he gets kind of cut down and what felt like he was prime, and it was still him coming into form and becoming the quarterback. I think that everyone thought was going to be dominating the league for years and years and years. It happens after he wins an MVP and is starting to get into his own. He's still a young yeah. guy. Um, it's truly unfortunate, but unfo but it's the reality. Um, and I don't think it'd even be a good option. Uh, even if the money was right, I don't necessarily want it because I don't think Cam Newton can win you football games anymore in the NFL. Um, and that's hard to say. It truly is. It's really hard to say. Uh, Travis Cooper, what about Julio Jones? Might come to the Niners. Kyle's been wanting him since last year. Julio's always an option. Um I, the only thing I can think is, is because of the injuries, and it is an extensive injury history at this point, the last four years, may, maybe he's willing to take less, but Julio's still a big name, and I think if Julio's healthy, everyone knows what Julio is, and so someone's going to be willing to pay him. Yeah, I think Tampa Bay will be willing to pay him, you know, and add him there. Tom Brady definitely reached out already, so I think Julio's going to have suitors. I think Kyle Shanahan will, will make a phone call and, and see where he's at and where his mind's at. Because if you could bring him in at a low cost, if he's your third receiver, he does different things than Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. So he wouldn't have to play as many snaps, but you could get big potential. And he's one of those guys you know you can count on. And what's better than giving Trey Lance another huge target to be able to throw the football to? He is an improvement over Jawan Jennings. So uh, anytime you can add an improvement over to you know one of the guys on your team that you count on, then you've got four good receivers. And now it's a it's an arms race in the NFC West as far as receivers go. Maybe they'd reach out to him. I think the other one to watch, of course, is tight in Austin Hooper, who the 49ers could possibly, you know, work with. He's a good blocker, um, but he can also, you know, catch the ball pretty well. He would be a, a nice improvement in that tight end room. And I think a signing of Hooper, especially if it was a cheap deal uh, behind George Kittle, could definitely stabilize the tight end room going into the season. Uh, very true, Ant. Very, very true indeed. Uh, Jimmy wisely not watching social media. Jimmy has just not been on social media at all. No, he hasn't really. I mean, besides the, besides the Levi Jeans commercials or whatever it was that he posted. Oh, and the, I, and the Subway stuff. Yeah, he really doesn't. He really doesn't do anything with social media. Very true. He's smart. He is very smart, and it's uh, kind of better. In all honesty, you know another guy, Ant, who uh, doesn't spend a lot of time on social media, Traverius Ward. Yeah, Traverius uh, Ward doesn't spend a lot of time on social media. I know he's recently been tweeting since he signed his contract and since free agency's been going on, but he's not even verified on Twitter, Ant. 
Not even verified. He's a, he's one of them. He's a normie. He's like the rest of us. Maybe he will get verified now. He, he might at this point. Yeah. He, he might at this point. Um, that press conference was absolutely fantastic by him. Everyone else involved with it, not so much, but he was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, Raiders for Julio says T.O. I don't think there's any way. I don't. I don't know how. I I say this, Ant, but the salary cap don't exist, right? So the Raiders can sign just about anybody they want at this point. Yeah, nonsense. It's absolutely nonsense. Uh, I, I don't think Julio's going to the Raiders. I think the Raiders made their big their big money moves. I agree uh, with you on that. Adams and Chandler Jones. That's uh, very true. Ant. I think that's, that's what it feels like. Also, uh, Tommy Huxley says Street is trash. I know someone earlier had come in. It was probably a Saints fan saying Street was going to end Lance's career. Um, okay, I, I don't know how, but all right. Well, we, we know it'll start with a bull rush. That's true. Um, so, I mean, if it's Aaron Banks against Contavious Street, I feel pretty good about our situation because Banks can actually anchor down. If it's him versus Brunskill, I would just suggest Brunskill cut him. Uh, to me, I'm not really worried about Contavious Street overall. I think I think he's a good guy, but... Um, There's I mean, a reason that I was in tender. No, I mean, he's a no-sackle who's decent at run-stopping sometimes, but most of the time when he gets double-teamed, he gets beat, so... He gets beat bad, too. Yeah, so, no, I mean, we I feel very comfortable with uh, Ridgeway. Uh, very true and very, very comfortable with Ridgeway as well. I uh, like the potential there and the possibilities there. Uh, Nerman said, really curious about the O-line plan. I, I think we all are. I think we're all curious about what the O-line plan is. Um, we thought it was going to potentially be Tom Compton. No, he's gone. He's not even available for the San Francisco 49ers. Um, Daniel Brunskill's been tendered with a rights refusal. So a first right, first, first right of refusal. So, I mean, the Niners, no one's going to overpay for Daniel Brunskill. So Daniel Brunskill looks like he's coming back. Uh, maybe the plan is just Jalen Moore, Justin Skule, Aaron it, Banks. To be honest, it sounds like Colton McKivitz. It, it sounds like just take out Lincoln Tomlinson and insert Aaron Banks. And that is your for, your 40 yards offensive line. They're going to run it back with McGlinchey, uh, with uh, Brunskill, with Brunskill Mack. Alex Mack, Aaron Banks, Banks. and uh, the, the big man, the one we can really count on, Trent Williams. So. That's what it sounds like to me with Justin Skule and Jalen Moore being in competition for the swing tackle spot. Uh, I think they would give Moore an opportunity to beat out Daniel Brunskill for the guard spot. So that'll be a competition to watch. And then you'll have Colton McKivitz also as a, another lineman. And Jake Brendel, who was the backup center all year. So True. those are guys. Brendel is also a possibility to get some run at guard. I just don't think he'd beat out Daniel Brunskill. Uh, I agree with you on that. Yeah. I, I do agree with you on that. Uh, Tommy actually says Street's best play was a penalty. Uh, John Paul says, yes, Cooks equals speed. We need speed. I, I agree with that. I, I would love to have speed. Um, yeah, and, and we do we do know somebody that knows that Cooks would love to get to a contender, and what his main contender that he wants to go to is the 49ers. Of course, he did mention Arizona. I'm going to keep it real. It's true. Um, he wouldn't mind landing in Arizona, too, but he, just, he saw Trey Lance in the game uh, and last year when they played and thought Trey Lance was just that good. He had a lot of respect for him. Love to play around near his hometown. Of course, he's from Northern California, right in our backyard, in fact. Um, so, yeah, it, he would love it. But he's got to get out of the contract there, or the Texans have to move him. He's still got one year left on his deal. So uh, that that would be something they'd have to do, and that would incur some dead money. I believe it's $7 million in dead money, but they would free up close to six. So if they decide to do that, uh, then Brandon Cooks could be on the move. Very much could be the case. Uh, Cam, oh, Camerian says uh, Street's going to be learning – a lot from our defensive coach. That's good. Um, he was learning from the best defensive line coach in the league in San Francisco last year. So hopefully that pans out for you guys. I really, I really do. I, I want Kentavious Street to have success. He had a, a bad stretch of luck with the San Francisco 49ers getting hurt a lot early, early in his career. Yeah, no. Kentavious Street has finally gotten healthy over the last couple of years, and really just last year was his first year where he was healthy from beginning to end. 
Um, he he's a he's a rotational guy. I mean, you don't expect any starting snaps. Don't expect him to make you know big time plays. But he got I think three sacks for the 49ers last year. But that's you know rushing with some really good players. I think he'll he'll do fine for the Saints. But the 49ers definitely improved over him. So I'm I'm okay with it. Uh, I'm okay with it also. Mr. Corey earlier had said nobody with a hundred million dollars. Uh, with a one hundred million dollars and movie star looks is going to be spending their time on social media. Uh, some do, Mister Corey. Some, some do. Use it Jimmy to, Garoppolo does not, though. Some use it to get a hundred million dollars and superstar looks, um, because you know if you put money into your looks, all of a sudden you look different. Just saying, you know as well as I do. They used to say money can't buy love, but. Oh, dang, can buy you lust, though, and, and can yeah. buy you some yeah. lust, my guy. That was absolutely incredible, by the way. Uh, $100, $100 million can get you $100 million and can make yourself look like $100 million. Oh, man. Yeah, there you go. Whoo, hot diggity dog, bro. Uh, Shane, Arizona 49ers Empire. What running back do we pick up, or do you think Kyle and John go draft? Um... <laughs> I think it's going to be bargain basement running backs. I, 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 I mean, yeah, I, I would love feels for, like. I would love for them to go Cordero Patterson. I mean, I think that's a natural fit. Everyone can see the fit. It makes a lot of sense. Um, and then the, the two names that I've been saying the whole time, and I'll just continue to say them, Philip Lindsay and Marlon Mack. I think those guys fit what the 49ers like to do. Philip Lindsay has that explosiveness. Uh, and when he decides he's going to put his foot in the ground and get upfield, uh, he gets through some, some little creases and he flies. I would love to see him in this 49ers offense. I think he would fit in very nice with what Kyle Shannon likes to do. And then Marlon Mack is a proven commodity. He's rushed for over 1,000 yards in this league. He's a very balanced runner, very physical. Um, both those guys, I believe, together to go with Elijah Mitchell and, and possibly Trey Sermon, I believe would be the a better running back group than we had last year. So um, that would be a nice move, but they'd have to, of course, go and get those guys in free agency. They could approach the draft. Um, I think there are some good running backs in the draft. I just wonder how many of them are as good as the guys that are available on free agency, the proven commodities that already fit Kyle Shanahan's system. Uh, I agree with you there, and I, I do agree with you on that. Uh, I did see here, Brad said, so you'd be happy with the wide receiver room consisting of Debo, Ayuk, Jennings, Landry, and Cooks. That's not a terrible wide receiver room. If you're looking at that room, you're thinking that Juwan Jennings is closer towards the bottom of that list, and, and I like Juwan Jennings. Um, I, I really do like Juwan uh, Jennings. Juwan Jennings would be the bottom of that list. He really would, Ant. He would be the bottom of that list. So that's a positive thing for the San Francisco 49ers. Um, do I think that's the route they go? I don't know. you got to find a way to land Brandon Cooks in the first place. And as much as I want that to be the case, I, I just don't know if you can. But going back to what Shane asked about the running backs, it, it really does feel like Oregon basement is the route the Niners are going to go. Um, it feels like that is the the best case scenario for the San Francisco 49ers. Um, and that, you know, the the hopes and dreams of a... The hopes and dreams of a Cordero Patterson ant, uh, you know, going after a big name guy. I, I've, I've seen a lot of 49ers fans. Well, can we at least get Melvin, Melvin Gordon, please? Can we do something? Can we just assign one big name? It doesn't feel like any of that is going to be the case. It feels like, you know, you you may end up with a Matt Breida and uh, you might end up with maybe a Philip Lindsay ant if the money's not too bad. I, I, I don't hate Matt. I don't hate Philip Lindsay, though. I think I don't think that would be a bargain basement. I think that would just be a bargain. The reason I'm saying it's a bargain basement is because he didn't get a lot of money last year. And he didn't do a whole lot. No, it, I mean, but it's because he didn't fit into the right system. You need to get him into the right system, and Kyle's system is that system. Accurate. Uh, explosive. I mean, he could have big plays, especially if he's the changeup from Elijah Mitchell. I think you'd feel good about that one-two punch. I'd keep an eye on that. We know last year there was the, the trade rumors surrounding Marlon Mack and the, and the Colts. Um, now he's a free agent, so if the 49ers wanted to do that, they wouldn't have to give up any trade capital to get him. And, you know, I think they would be interested. So I think there are names to watch. Lots of running backs available. 
So it's one of those things you can definitely slow play the running backs. So far, the wide receivers haven't moved drastically fast either. Nope. There's a lot of still st- plenty. Still a lot of good names out there that the Niners could go grab. So they they can improve this team. I think just it just sucks that we're waiting on Deshaun Watson to make his decision. Luckily, he has you know kind of narrowed it down to two teams. So um, other teams can get involved in the Jimmy Garoppolo sweepstakes. Uh, very accurate, Ant and. Uh... Roll Simmons said, keep streets a couple of times. You can't keep street. He's gone. He is with the New Orleans Saints. So yep. that is 100% unfortunate. John Paul just asked Cole Beasley, any thoughts? Uh, you know what? I don't know about Cole Beasley. I don't, I don't think he really fits what the 49ers would do now. If Jimmy Garoppolo was the quarterback, his style of player made sense. Um, we've seen the, this kind of the steady shift from what Kyle Shanahan did when he got here, where he had Trent Taylor and he had the kind of the smaller receivers that would operate in, in short spaces. Um, but I don't think they'll go that route. I think that they'll, you know, they'll let him go a different way. Um, so I don't know where Cole Beasley is going to end up, but I think the Niners are going to look for a speed receiver, possibly someone with height, because they want guys that are really good blockers at this point. Uh, that's definitely where Kyle has shifted his attention. Uh, you are not wrong there, Ant. I, 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 there's, there's a lot of things I like about what Cole Beasley could add to a potential table. The problem is, is that I just don't think it fits anymore with what the Niners are looking for. Yeah. I think they're looking for that, Ant. And it looks like we do have some news. Cutback crew, Raheem Mostert has given his official goodbye. Yeah. He's given his official goodbye. I figured I figured we could read this on air. Uh, man, I don't even know where to begin. To the faithful, you guys gave me hope, a purpose to become the best player I can be. We've rode the wave together through both good times and bad, from having my first ever recorded touchdown against the Raiders to breaking my forearm the following series to having my record-breaking performance in the NFC Championship game to playing in the Super Bowl and scoring a touchdown on the biggest stage. But unfortunately, coming up short. I came in as a kid with a dream and left as your starting running back, team captain, and with memories on and off the field I'll never forget. My family and I have loved the past six years in the Bay from the bottom of my heart. Can't thank you enough. Always love. Oh, excuse me. All love always. Mosterati. All right. Just like that. He was gone. Yeah, he's gone. And, you know, I've seen Travis Cooper saying Maurice Hurst. Uh, Maurice Hurst is a good football player. I, I believe that he, you know, just didn't get cool. the opportunity because of injury. But we got to see him some in training camp, and he was doing a lot of work. Uh, his lateral movement quickness is going to be something that's going to behold. And that could be the option on the obvious pass downs. You could go with Maurice Hurst. He's a three-tech that can get it done. Um, he's not as agile or, or as quick as, like, Arden Key, for instance, because Key really does have the defensive end skills. But as a defensive lineman, I think Maurice Hurst is going to be one of the best pass rushers the 49ers have. I mean, opposite, of course, Armstead. Uh, Armstead is just ridiculous, but... Uh, yeah, he's definitely somebody that I think the 49ers can be high on, especially if he can stay healthy. He can make an impact. We can be talking about him next year, you know, in free agency, the same way we talked about Arden Key this year. Uh, very much could be the case, and uh, 100% can be uh, accurate. I believe we are content with the running back committee we now have in hopes of Trey Sermon stepping in, stepping it up in year two, helping out number one, Elijah Mitchell, and number two, running back Jeff Wilson Jr. The problem is Wilson Jr. is not signed, Bobo. Uh, no. Wilson Jr. is not here. Wilson Jr. is a, a free agent. So right now the Niners have Jamichael Hasty, they have uh, Elijah Mitchell, and they have Trey Sermon. That that's what you have. That that's what you have at the moment. Um, I, I imagine there's going to be another name added. I would imagine it would be a veteran free agent and at the running back room, someone somewhere. Yeah, I mean, um, even if they added Jeff that. Wilson Jr., I mean, there you go. At least there's four, but there will be four or five running backs going into camp, and mo- probably more than that. I would say six. Yeah, I mean, usually you ha- you carry five to six running backs because they're going to go through so many reps in practice. Uh, so I-, I think that they're definitely going to make some moves in this room, and veteran guys uh, would be smart. You have, of course, you'll have some guys in the draft, but veterans make a lot of sense this year with Anthony Lynn looking to be the running back coach and Bobby Turner who is really good at developing talent, 
you know, taking a year off. I think, you know, get some guys that are more proven, proven commodities. Um, and, you know, one thing about Anthony Lynn, uh, he played against Philip Lindsay a lot. So he knows who he is and what he can do. Uh, very, very accurate. And indeed, that is the case. Uh, Tribe says, nice move, Green Bay. Might as well put the Rams back in the Super Bowl now. So that was the only team that was going to prevent the Rams from getting to a Super Bowl? Well, the, the key is the Packers would just have to avoid the 49ers. That's their best option to get to the Super Bowl. No Rams fan wanted to see Green Bay in Lambeau Field. Uh, the, no. the 49ers were the team that could go in there and beat Green Bay and Lambeau. It, it wasn't the Rams. No, nobody, no Rams wanted to go in there and try to beat Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. So, um, yeah, this is a big move. It, it does shift some of the power because I don't believe Green Bay now uh, is as formidable force as they've been before. But uh, as 49er fans, we don't normally usually worry about Green Bay anymore. Aaron Rodgers can't beat the 49ers. True. Uh, it's true. Kyle seemed to cool on Jeff Wilson. I think the injury as yeah, well uh, I think didn't so help either. Didn't no, you? I think so. I, I he, he cooled on him because he wasn't able to hit that speed that he had before. Correct. You don't know if that's going to come back with the meniscus. I mean, it's the same thing with Marcel Harris. Uh, Marcel Harris is dealing with the you know the Achilles tendonitis. So they, they went another route at linebacker. I think this is just something you have to do. When you know you're going to possibly have a nagging injury, you look at it. But I do think he kind of cooled on Jeff Wilson a little bit. Um, and he definitely cooled on Trey Sermon as well because he was not having Sermon get any carries at all. No, not not even a little bit. It, they weren't even trying to until that that Eagles game where, uh, you know, Michael Hasty basically destroys his ankle after after uh, dropping a pitch. Uh, Tommy Huxley said, "How many Pro Bowlers in the O line from the Finns last year?" Because a lot of people are saying uh, the Niners, Miami, building their O line, unlike San Francisco. Uh, when you're not a good football team in terms of establishing the run, you kind of have to. And Miami was terrible. Uh, one of the worst running football teams in the league last year. And you hired a coach that is renowned for his run game. So, of course, they were going to address the the, the O-line and address the running back room. Uh, makes sense for them to do those things. Um, they're doing everything they can to, to rebuild and, and establish a culture and an identity there. I tip my hat for them. Uh, Megan just asked, too, do you think it's possible Niners already have a deal in place with Gilmore for when Jimmy is traded? It's always possible. Um but you're taking a risk when you do something like that because at the end of the day, Gilmore could go, hey, guys, I got this from San Francisco. What can you offer me to another team? And someone could, could beat it or match it. Well, I think it would also be leaked. I mean, his agent or somebody would put it out there, and Adam Schefter or Ian Rappaport would be talking about how Stefan Gilmore has reached an agreement with the 49ers, and then they could just delay him signing it until after they move Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think so. I think they could have framework where they've had conversations with these players about potential contracts, um, but they're waiting to make a move. And I think if they wanted to make a move right now, there are other options, right? They could free up cap space by extending Samson Nebucom. They could extend Jimmy Ward and free up some cap space. Uh, of course, Robbie Gold as well. So there are avenues for the 49ers to be able to kick the can down the road a little bit um, to bring in any of these high-priced players that they want. But so far, they haven't felt like it's necessary to do so. We'll see if they start you know, kind of getting a, a little fire under their butt after seeing some of the moves that the other teams are making, especially the Rams. I think they weren't really worried about as long as the rest of the NFC has kind of been standing pat, like they felt like they had time. Um, let the AFC do the AFC kind of things. They're all going to beat each other. Only one of those teams is going to come out of the AFC anyways. So you just got to gotta be able to get there and beat them one time. But I think they're just going to wait. Uh, but at some point, now that the Rams made a move, you'd think the 49ers are going to make some sort of corresponding move. You would think. You would think that something leads to that. And, uh, Megan, I do appreciate you asking that question and kind of pinging me on that. Uh, Mr. Corey, I know you've asked it a couple times, but – Hard to scroll through it. We got we got 150 plus people in here. A lot of people commenting. Yeah. Uh, so we apologize. Hey, we're gonna try and get to every question that we possibly can. If we miss something, just keep typing it. And hey, if you want to get our attention and you really want something asked, the best way to go about that, 
just super chat. Yeah. That super chat, it's going to light up on the screen. It's going to pin here in our feed, and uh, I won't miss it. I can promise you that. Yeah. Can't be missed if it's super chat today. Uh, Rogers had to get paid, so the cap money dictates. Um, uh, there's a couple other here, a, a couple other really good questions that I saw. I want to, I want to try and make sure I don't miss these. Ant, I don't miss these. John Paul, what about running back Tariq Cohen? I like him a lot. Um, definitely an option. Speedy, kind of shifty guy. Definitely would be an upgrade. Um, and is going to be in that bargain basement category because of the, all the injuries he's been dealing with. Yeah, it's another guy that if you're looking to, you know, upgrade from Jamichael Hasty. He's a third down back. So if you're looking to upgrade in that area, you can do that. The question for Kyle Shanahan will be, do you want Elijah Mitchell off the field on third down? Or, you know, do you want potentially whoever you bring in to be off the field on third down? Uh, that That is something he's going to have to decide. Because at, towards the end of the year, he started leaving Elijah Mitchell out there and playing Jamichael Hasty less. We know Hasty's going to be back. Um, and he's one of those guys that can do kick returns. You know, he can play third down. He can catch the ball in the backfield. So he has value. But anytime you can improve it, you do it. So... Definitely something that's there. Tariq Cohen would add definite value to the 49ers running back room. It's just do the 49ers feel how much of an upgrade he is over to Michael Hasty. Uh, if the money is is not you know a big enough uh, difference you know to kind of translate with the talent, then yeah, you make the move. If not, um, you just stick with your Michael Hasty and get what you're going to get out of him. Uh, agreed with you there, and, and I have to agree with Brad who tweeted out a couple hours ago after the uh, the interview with Traverius Ward got done that I think we all can agree, right, that Traverius Ward is a national treasure that must be protected at all costs. You brought that up in the pre-show, yeah. and I figured Cutback Crew needed to know it too. If you haven't gone and watched that, by the way, head over to the 49ers YouTube channel when we're done tonight with the live stream and watch that interview because you you can see the, the cringe he's feeling from the questions, but he has a good time with it. Uh, fun personality. I, I like Charvarius Ward a lot already, Ant. Yeah, yeah. I I, I told uh, I, I went on and commented on Wayne Breezy something he posted, and I was just like, yeah, I'm gonna be getting a uh, you know, Charvarius Ward jersey. I'm just waiting to see what number he wears. I don't know if he's gonna wear 35 again. Um, but I would love to see him go with one of these single digits if one of them's available. Uh, maybe we could get a single digit out of Charvarius Ward or the perfect storm, Alex. He wears 14. It's very true. Actually, the perfect storm would be like someone like Brandon Cooks, who I'm a huge fan of, coming in uh, wearing coming 14. Wearing 14. Yeah, that, that that would actually be per- yeah, perfect. It's spectacular. Uh, it's true, and I just saw another tweet just now. Every time Adam Schefter tweets, a 49ers fan weeps. <laughs> not wrong. It is it, inaccurate, and it is not inaccurate. It is the opposite of 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 uh, inaccurate. And it is extremely accurate at this point in time. So many things happening, um, and so many things, so many things happening, and feels like none of them happening for the San Francisco 49ers, and everyone is just in limbo, waiting, waiting for just anything to occur. Uh, I, I thought I literally just thought Schefter tweeted something with with information there, but no, unfortunately, not nothing new. Let's get back to some questions, and let's get back to <laughs> what the cutback rest asked. Brad Jones asked a little bit earlier too. What about Smith, the Smith brother that backed out of the Ravens deals, Adarius Smith? Um, I think he is exactly like you talked about earlier. He saw the amount of money being paid to some of these defensive ends and is like, <clears throat> me, please. I'll, I want to get in on that information. I, I, I want that kind of contract as well. I think he saw what he was getting and was like, you know what? I cannot sign this right now. Go back onto the market and someone's going to pay me closer to that. Yeah, his deal ended up being very friendly. And so he he looked back at the market after he seen what Vaughn Miller got after he seen what Chandler Jones got and thought, no, no, I, I'm definitely worth a lot more money than this. I just gave up $16 million, you know, in Green Bay. Um, I, I need to be compensated, you know, effectively. And Chandler Jones got 17 and a half. So I believe he believes he should get close to $17.5 million. So he's going to be out there looking for that money. I don't know if that money's out there, 
My guess would be the fact that he backed off from the Baltimore Ravens. He must have somebody that's willing to offer him pretty close to that. So I think he's a target that a lot of teams would like, but you don't know if he's actually going to, you know, land, you know, anywhere because uh, once he backed out once, you got to be kind of worried about him backing out again. I think this is the first time in that I can remember that we've had three players back out in one season. Very true. Tommy just said, Matt Breida, what has he done in Miami? Not a darn thing. And you're right. He hasn't done anything else other than when he was in San Francisco. Yeah, he did. He didn't do anything at all. And nothing in Buffalo either. No. Um, this is a guy that, you know, basically since he got traded to Miami, I mean, I don't think there was a winner in that in that trade, by the way. Uh, Miami got nothing out of Matt Breida, and the 49ers have gotten nothing out of Colton McKivitz. It wasn't something that worked out well for either team. I guess if you want to call, you know, Colton McKivitz's week 18 two-sack performance, um, something to write home about. But I, I think that, that Matt Breida, the one thing he has is elite speed. So if Kyle thought he could use him, he would. The problem with him is he fumbles so much. And we know that they care about ball security. So it's it's one of those things that I think you keep in the back of your mind if you need to fill out the 90-man roster or you can't get someone effectively that you want to get. But there should be other options that you go after. Uh, there definitely should be and, and could be. Uh, I, uh, SL Million says, I don't see anything wrong with what the Niners are doing offseason patience. I, I'm okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm closer to that boat, but I'm, I'm getting antsy at this point. I, I can tell you that right now. I'm, I'm antsy. Uh, I was, I was good with no moves early portions of yesterday. And once we got about to the afternoon, I'm sitting there going, guys. Guys, I, I, the the further this gets and the further this drags out, the harder time I have with it because of the names that are still available. And I, I truly believe some of these guys can really help this team and put you over the top. Um, but again, if the idea here is is that you believe you can go all in next year, yeah, and that next year is your opportunity because teams are doing it right now and spend a lot of money, and you know the cap's going up, so you're going to have the ability to to overpay and spend if you need to next season. Then I understand it. I just wish I knew what the plan was right now. <laughs> I, I don't like that. I, I really don't. I don't. I don't like when a team says, "Well, we'll we'll give it a better go next year." What does that signal to your football team? You know, what does that signal to Trent Williams and George Kittle? I, I don't think George Kittle, you know, went and restructured his contract so the 49ers can worry about next year. Uh, no, you're you're going in. They want to win this year, and you every every opportunity that you don't win, you you risk the opportunity of never getting back. Dan Marino was famously supposed to get back to the Super Bowl. He never did. George Kittle is quoted in that Kansas City Super Bowl, I will get back here. Not so fast, my friend. You haven't gotten back yet. This is one of those things that you know, those 49er players really want very bad. And this front office has got to make moves. But because there's so many players still available and they're not just flying off the shelves, you have to feel like there's a little bit of time. And maybe that's what they knew, that this market was going to slow play. I mean, the Chandler Jones and all these guys have just came down the last 48 hours. So things have kind of slow played. So maybe the 49ers are sitting right where they want to you know, be. Maybe they have players that they still want to target. So we got to wait and see what happens with free agency. And it might end up being that patience was the best way. Um, but we won't know that until we get you know further along in free agency when they start making more moves. Maybe they're you know middle road guys, or maybe they don't make any moves. And in that case, I think people are going to make the, you know their assumptions and beliefs about how the 49ers handled this situation. Uh, I agreed with you on that. I really do think that's going to be the case. Yeah. And uh, Chimerian, just just uh, my guy, take a, take a chill pill for a second. Uh, take a nice time out and, and, and stop yelling at the mean ocean for like five seconds, okay? Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, look, I, I think there's a, a lot of situations here. There's a lot of things the Niners could do. There's still a lot of time left, right? So even though the Niners haven't necessarily done anything at the moment, 
there, there's plenty of time and opportunity still. Uh, someone had asked too, I forget who it was. I think it was Brad. He said, would you pay uh, Mr. Mr. Smith or Zadari Smith, whatever they were willing to pay Chandler Jones? So, I mean, you, obviously the 49ers weren't willing to pay Chandler Jones $17.5 million, but you've got to think it's closer to $15 million. I I think that Zaria Smith would be an awesome signing for the 49ers. I just don't know if I'm willing to go that high. I think the $12, $13 million range is kind of the top money I would go for Zadaria Smith. Um, because of the health issues, Chandler Jones just got done you know, playing at a pretty high level. Uh, so I think Zadarius would be impactful this, for this 49ers team, especially operating uh, across from Nick Bosa. I just don't know. I don't know. And, and this brings up the question, too. Do you go edge rusher? you got Samson Ebucom, or do you go with another corner? I think that that's one of the conversations to have. It's possible. Um, I don't know if they go either route. I think a lot of people would love for them to go Lyle Collins you know, and, and play him at right tackle and move Mike McGlinchey to right guard. Mm, yeah, that's that's very that's a very good one there. And Arnold Spears just said we can get Julio for good price and sign Clowney. Clowney's not going to take a, a a friendly deal, and he's not worth anything closer. I would not pay Clowney anywhere near what I would pay Chandler Jones as a Darius Smith or Dante Fowler. No, I wouldn't either. I mean, if, if Clowney's going to want ten plus million dollars. Yeah. Um. So I mean, if you're going to give him ten ten plus, then yeah, a hundred percent. Uh, two dollars super chat here coming in from Bobo Ant. We may be relying on our draft from here on out. That is 100% possible, Bobo. We could be looking at potentially drafting guys and drafting players that the Niners may feel that there's impact for. That That could be the case. I know someone else has said, too, Mr. Corey had said, the Niners really haven't had a success in free agency. Who have they gotten? Quan Alexander, Malcolm Smith, Jarek McKinnon. They've been better at lower signings. So he's saying the Niners are better when they don't go big, when they do the the mid-level guys and in the bargain basement guys is where they tend to have more success. And who knows, maybe that's what their thinking is right now as well. It, it could be. I mean, just because you don't though, it doesn't mean you shy away from it. I mean, it doesn't mean you shouldn't. Yeah. yeah and that you shouldn't. I, I think that that is, that's a fact though. They haven't had as much success going, you know, with a high priced free agent. I think a lot of times what they tried to do was that was how they were trying to entice players to the 49ers, where they were trying to build their roster because it's hard um, to build a roster when you don't have players that want to come to your your team, so you have to overpay a little bit. Now it's more of a destination because they know that you know the four yards are a good organization to play for and they compete year in and year out. So I think now it's a little bit easier to recruit players than it was before. Um, so you don't have to overpay, and I think that the four yards are being more strategic about it because they don't have to overpay. But yeah, I mean, I don't know how many high price guys. I always thought it was going to be one or two. Um, high-priced guys that were that were possible, and even then, I mean, just like with Charvarius Ward, I thought his number was going to be closer to eleven or twelve million than it is fourteen. Uh, possibly could be the case. Jaylee just said Cowboys going to throw the bag at Zadarius Smith. They they could. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You actually. lost you lost Gregory, right? Go, well, and they were all in on Vaughn too. It's true. Uh, so that 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 could be something that happens. Keenan Craig, I don't think people don't understand football. I think he's trying to say I don't think people understand football, and there there are a lot of people who are freaking out for the wrong reasons. Right, they're, they're freaking out because the Niners haven't necessarily done anything, and not because necessarily there's a plan in place or they they understand what's going on. I've seen a lot of people talking about how you know, Jimmy Garoppolo is holding this hostage, and this is Jimmy Garoppolo's fault. It's John Lynch's fault and Kyle's fault for signing Garoppolo to that contract, and and all of this other stuff. And it's like, well, you're you're trying to build a roster, and at the time the Niners didn't have a lot of options for quarterback. You brought a guy in and traded a second round pick. That guy won five straight games to end the season, and it was either you're going to pay him or someone else is going to pay him your move, right? Whoever blinks first, blinks first, and the Niners paid him. You paid him at that time thinking and hoping that this was going to be your franchise and future quarterback. So you make moves in the moment. Sometimes those moves are perfect, exactly what they needed to be, and 
in 2019, nobody was complaining. Um, and sometimes they don't end up being the thing you want them to be. And that's what happens after post-2019, where Jimmy gets hurt in 2020, he gets hurt in 2021, you don't get back to a Super Bowl and you don't get, finally get over the hump. Um, so look, you, you right, things are fluid. Every season is its, its, its own, right? It's its own little universe here. It's all yeah. moves and decisions that are going to impact the future of the franchise. The Niners are currently what seems like sitting pat with the roster, but that's right now in this moment. Tomorrow, it could be a different story that we're talking about. Two days from now, it could be an entirely different story. Uh, we could get to draft day and be talking about this team making some crazy moves and swapping yeah. picks for players that you're sitting there going, well, why didn't they just do this, do this to begin with? Because you don't necessarily know what other teams are looking at in terms of need, where they value certain guys. The Niners are patient right now. That patience could pay off. It also could blow up in their face. Either of those things is a possibility. We're just going to have to try and wait and see. Yeah, I think they're, they're caught in a catch-22 where they're trying to wait for the Jimmy Garoppolo thing to work itself out. And then they'll be able to use the money accordingly. Um, but this thing is dragging out a little bit. And they're not ready to blink. They haven't felt willing to blink. And there's still a lot of good free agents available. I mean, yeah, we've seen some big-time moves. But we've just talked about a bunch of guys that are available, whether they're edge rushers, corners, safeties, running backs, wide receivers that are available that aren't off the board uh, because there are other teams that are in holding patterns too. Sure. Everyone is waiting for the shoe to drop. And once it does, I think it's going to kind of unlock some of the puzzles that teams are waiting for. Uh, Carolina just found out how they can use their salary cap space now. You know, they're not going to be getting Deshaun Watson. So the money they freed up, they're going to use in other ways. Um, possibly, you know, they could they could also move on from uh, their running back as well. So I, I think it's one of the things where these teams are kind of, we're kind of waiting. Some of them are in a holding pattern and now things are going to start working out and hopefully we'll start seeing the 49ers grease some moves. I don't, I don't even care if they're not big time moves, even if they're just, you know, securing a nickel corner because I don't want to go into the season, you know, with Diameter Lenore being the nickel corner. Um, and I don't want to go with a rookie corner as well. So I think that there's some moves that they need to make safety, obviously corner, uh, potentially offensive line. We know running back now and then wide receiver. This room needs to be filled out. I'm not saying you have to address it completely through free agency, but grabbing one guy seems to be something they're interested in doing potentially. Uh, you're not you're not wrong yeah. there, Ant. You're, you're not wrong there. Um, just uh, keep in mind. Let's. I wanted to put some the Deshaun Watson situation in perspective for people because I know you mentioned right that someone had said he was going to take the weekend and push it into next right. week. The Falcons were taking the the salary for the seven million dollar roster bonus that was supposed to go to uh, Matt Ryan. I think it was tonight. Was it not? Is it tonight? Or tomorrow? Uh, Friday. It's supposed to be yeah. tomorrow. So the roster bonus that was due to him and it's being pushed now to Tuesday. So everything's getting kind of pushed back. Uh, in other news, it is now being reported that Michael Thomas and Deshaun Watson have the same agent, which apparently wasn't information that was known, well known by everybody. So now everything is in a touchy. Well, now it's the Saints. There were people who were saying the Deshaun Watson to the Falcons situation was being announced in a few hours, uh, literally at about four o'clock today, Ant. So this situation is nowhere near resolved. And if you're the 49ers, you hate to see it. And if you're a 49ers fan, Ant, it's driving you up a freaking wall. Yeah, I mean, they're in a holding pattern. I mean, that's, yes, that's really what it comes down to. They got to decide what they're going to do. And, you know, I mean, I, I'm... Spy, spy v. Spy. We are pretty much done with free agency. No, free agency is not anywhere close to it's. What's day two, man? Yeah, it's no, day two. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure free agency is still going pretty strong. I don't think it's going to end Friday either or Saturday. No, it won't end all the way. You know, I'm sure they could even sign. You know, all the way to Wait, the draft. Even can they can they sign guys through like OTAs and training camp and. Oh, are, are free agents always available to sign? Yeah, they are. Oh, okay, cool. No, free agency just getting going. I mean, yesterday was literally the first day of the league year. 
So I think this is going to be something that's just continuous. So Very true. Um, I don't know. I think also it just appears there's so many players out there. That this thing is not going away anytime soon. And it feels like the NFL just keeps hitting like certain moments in time with big blockbuster moves. Like they're just Accurate. waiting and waiting and then boom, hits you with something big. Well, I, I do think that more is coming. And I think eventually the 49ers are going to get involved in some of this. Just what avenue are they going to go? Is it going to be because they moved on from Jimmy Garoppolo? Or is it going to be because they had to restructure and extend other players to create that cap space? Uh, very true and very true indeed. Marvin Rose here with a great comment. Uh, stats don't do not win a title. Um, you can sign all the names that you want. You can bring in all the pieces you can want. You can swing for the fences in free agency. That doesn't necessarily guarantee you a championship. It doesn't guarantee that you're going to get there. There have been plenty of teams and a handful of teams that have swung for the fences in free agency, and it hasn't panned out. There's also been teams who've done that, and it has panned out. Um, it's a crapshoot either way. It's it's 50-50. Right. You can bring in all the pieces, but the pieces have to fit the puzzle. And if you're not able to put the puzzle together... Uh, in time, when you need to. If you're not playing the best version of football, uh, come playoff time, it ain't going to matter what pieces you have. If the puzzle doesn't fit and the picture's not made, you're not going nowhere. It's also about fits. You know, you have to find the right fit. You have to find the right scheme fit. So you have to make sure the player fits what you want to do. You have to have an actual plan for how you want to use that player. I think a lot of times they're just determining, you know, what's the best route. And as free agency continues to go on, how many of these players' contract numbers are going to slowly tell down to where they're in your wheelhouse, where you're able to go out and get them. Maybe they're attainable. You know, I, I'm just going to throw a player out there. I don't think he's one of those ones, but let's say Stephon Gilmore, you know, was seeking a big contract, and that's why the 49ers didn't go all in on him. But a week or two from now, he's still on the board, and his money drops down to where the 49ers could afford to bring him in and make it a cheap deal. Then you could go ahead and pounce on somebody like that. So I think as this thing progresses, you're going to get a better idea of who the 49ers are targeting and who potentially is going to go one way or the other because – some of the big spenders have went out and spent all their money. So now it's going to come down to the the teams that were waiting, that were being cautious, and that are going to be looking for for good deals and potentially, you know, very good players that you can get a, a lower um, income. But I think this is something that's still to be watched over the next few weeks. A hundred percent is. I just saw David Hasselhoff had asked about the. He had asked about Fletcher Cox. I think he had also asked about, if I'm not mistaking. Uh, Lionel Collins and Gilmore. Um, all of them are possibilities, but again, it comes down to money. It's it's going to come down to money, and right now, San Francisco is kind of hamstrung up against the cap. They haven't made any additional extensions or restructures. They haven't freed up any more cap space. They haven't done any of those things, which means you're sitting on a couple million dollars that you have, so you can't go necessarily spend on something unless you either have a yeah. deal in place or if you're like a section of 49ers Twitter right now, you just cut Jimmy Garoppolo and free up the money that way. Are, are you a little surprised that nobody traded for Collins? The fact that he had a, a $10 million cap hit, it was 10.1, but he's a, he's a very good offensive lineman. You probably could have got him for, what, a sixth or a seventh round pick? You would imagine. So I wonder why you know nobody made that move. Now, um, you know one of my guys, Dave, he told me that there's some off-the-field issues possibly with Collins, Ooh. and maybe that is something that teams would have to worry about. But, I mean, now he's potentially going to end up with Cincinnati with the Bengals. So uh, I, I thought he was somebody that was interesting. But I think there would be questions about Mike McGlinchey because are you really going to, at that point, move Mike McGlinchey into guard and, play, and pay him $10.8 million to play guard? You weren't willing to pay Lakin Tomlinson close to that. But I think there would be questions around that. So he would be a replacement for McGlinchey. Are you cutting McGlinchey? Are you moving on from him? 
I don't know. That that that's a big decision to be made. That's a huge decision to be made. And but as of right now, I I think that the the Lyle Collins situation, and everything that's going on there, um, it, he he's gonna be in Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati's looking at that and being like, sweet, we just got ourselves a left tackle from that, or you know, a, a guy who can play tackle either left or right. And they right. just drafted a left tackle that they're very high on. Uh, but we have a tackle now that we feel very good good with and good about. Um, and you know, I don't think they're gonna let him walk out of there without a contract. I don't think there's any way. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, you're probably right. Unfortunate. Yeah, that's for true. Sure. Truly unfortunate because I wouldn't mind him walking out and right into San Francisco and the Niners take care of business there. But uh, like you said, what are you doing with McGlinchey in that scenario, in that situation? Uh, it's a tough ask. It's a tough ask to move him on the, onto the interior, Ant, and then also be willing to pay him the $10.8 million. Um, I, I don't know if the Niners would do that. I think that in that situation, they may be... If, they're, if they are truly content, right, with sticking with the O-line they had from last year and just taking Aaron Banks and insert insert in Lincoln Tomlinson's position, then I don't I don't know if they'd be willing to to go that route and move you know a guy like McGlinchey on the interior. It would seem more like they would bring in Lyle Collins if they believed he was an upgrade over McGlinchey, and then you could turn around and deal Mike McGlinchey. Yeah, I think that I mean you would have to cut or trade Mike McGlinchey if you brought in Collins. I don't think they're going to do that at this point. I would love to have Collins. I think he's a nasty offensive lineman that could definitely you know fit into what Kyle Shanahan likes to do as a a coach and a run style. Um, but I just don't think he's going to fit. And I do I don't think he's ever going to make it out of Cincinnati. That's number one. This offensive line is interesting because the talk the entire year has been about Aaron Banks and the conversation last year, Alex, when he was drafted. Um, was primarily between us about Daniel Brunskill. You know, is he going to be able to beat Brunskill out? We had people come on the show that told us that, you know, Brunskill wasn't going to start, that Banks was going to start week one, and we kind of pushed back a little bit. My belief being that at some point Aaron Banks would take over during the year. Yours believed that Daniel Brunskill would start the whole year. You ended up being right, and Banks really hasn't stepped up to the point where we felt that he was ready to start, but we also haven't seen him uh, since training camp. He didn't really get in there and get a lot of snaps, so I think his development is kind of unknown. So if the 49ers don't make a move on the interior offensive line, they have to believe, right, that Aaron Banks is going to be ready to go and ready to start. So maybe maybe Banks is ready. Maybe we just don't know that. Maybe Chris Forrester and this 49ers offensive staff believes that they drafted two guys last year and one of them has developed into a starter or maybe even possibly both. Uh, possibly. I think that is definitely the case and, and definitely something to, to keep an eye on. I, I... Oh, man, I'm I'm just... I'm just excited and anxious at this point. I think everyone is. I think every 49ers fan and I think every you know member of the media, I know well, I know there are certain members of the media that are on pins and needles right now uh, and just want something to happen. Uh, John Paul just said too, what about Leonard Fournette? More of a power back, not really zone. However, he plays some some one gap. Leonard Fournette, we talked about this the other night too. Leonard Fournette is a back that can really kind of do a little bit of everything. I, I don't think he... While he may not be necessarily the scheme fit, he's definitely not the speed thing you're looking to add. He's a very dynamic running back that does a lot of things and fits in a lot of systems. Uh, the problem is, is he's coming off of an incredible 2020 playoff run and a really, really good 2021 season. He's sitting there going, you know, the Jags moved off of me because they they thought I was paid too much money. I just showed I still got it. He wants someone to pay him, I imagine. You would think so. I mean, and he's going to get brought up a lot because he's over there in Florida working out with Debo and Jarvis Landry. True. Um, so there's going to be those ties to the 49ers. I, I don't know if they'll be going after a more high-priced running back like that. I think if they were, um, that player would probably be somebody like Cordero Patterson. And I think if they're willing to throw a lot of money around in the running back room, they probably would have brought back Raheem Mostert. So 
Uh, it's one of those things where the running back room is interesting. I think there's some some really nice targets that are still out there. Um, Fournette's a dynamic player. I mean, he would he would fit in nice. He's got a lot of power. The way he would fit in Kyle Shanahan, you know, system, especially in the gap scheme, I think would be nice. I just don't know if they're going to go that route. I don't think they're willing to pay a running back a lot of money, which would beg the question, if they are willing to pay a running back a lot of money, you would think it would be Patterson or they would make the deal for Saquon Barkley because apparently Saquon Barkley is still available for a fourth-round pick. Uh, I would I would agree with you there. If the Niners are going to be willing to spend money on a running back, the, the two names that make the most sense are Cordero Patterson and Saquon Barkley. Um, if you're going to spend that money and bring in a, a name that you think can do dynamic things, you go out and get potentially the... Well, now at this point with Raheem Mostert off the market and things of that nature, one of the more dynamic dual threat options in Cordero Patterson, or you go get a guy in Saquon Barkley and that is a first round pick that is a generational talent, the running back room, who's had some struggles staying healthy, plug him into the system with Elijah Mitchell and know that, hey, Saquon, you're not going to have to carry the rock 25, 30 times a game here, my guy. Uh, you're going to get 12 to 15 carries and not only like it, but it's going to it's going to extend your career. Um, the problem is, is you're going to have to pay him seven and a half million dollars to do that. And a little bit of breaking news. It appears that um, there's a progress on a deal to bring Fletcher Cox back to the Eagles. Boo! So the Eagles cut him, and now it looks like they're close to working <clears throat> out a deal that'll potentially bring him back uh, to Philadelphia. I hate it. I hate every bit of it, Ant. Yeah. I don't like it. I no. Don't I mean, like it. it's. I, I get the idea, right? I just didn't think they were going to sign another... High-priced guy it would have to be a bargain basement guy to play in the interior. Um, they already did it yesterday with Hassan Ridgeway. It felt like that was a move that they were going with. I think it's an edge guy. I think that an edge guy would make the most sense. Or like like we said, Arden Key, Jordan Willis coming back. Um, that would fill the role of the rotation that the 49ers had last year if they're willing to go that unless they want to upgrade. Um, you also have potentially you need to bring back a safety if it's a Quisky Tart or bring in somebody else. And then, of course, we don't know what they're going to do with the nickel corner spot. And that's just on the yeah, defense. So no clue. Um, I don't think they will go into the season with a rookie at nickel corner. I think they'll make some sort of move there. I think they could potentially draft another person if, Deon if they don't feel Diameter Lenore is developing you know, at the pace that they were hoping. But right now, I don't, I don't think they're going in with a rookie to go against the, the slot receivers that play in the NFC West. Nope. I don't think that is the case, Ant, at all. I think you're more likely to bring a guy like Jason Verrett back in or potentially sign another big-name corner and uh, move Emmanuel Mosley maybe onto the interior on the nickel. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? I think those are the most likely options for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, I think I would prefer that, though. I, I, I would prefer at this point the Niners going edge rusher, secondary uh, corner, or safety at this point with, with the next free agency move. I think one of those three things with all the weapons that you're going to be facing in the AFC West with all the weapons you're going to be facing in the NFC West with some of these teams, um, I think it makes the most sense. Let's uh, let's address that corner room. Let's make sure we got guys out there who, if the pass rush isn't able to get home at times, um, you know, you can have that balance between your front four getting home and blitzes getting home. And when you bring that pressure right and you bring those blitzes to make sure you can get after a quarterback in two and a half, three seconds, your corners can lock down for that two and a half, three seconds. It's possible. I, I think that, you know, recent history shows they'll probably go defensive linemen. That's just kind of how they handle it. True. But they do have some questions in other areas. The fact they only have two, you know, I mean, wide receivers that were on the 53-man the roster last year uh, means they're going to have to make some make some improvements there. So there's some guys out there available. Uh, I think the 49ers would like to get someone that could take the top off the defense. So that's going to be something they're looking at. MVS is still probably their number one target and priority. But now with Green Bay losing Devontae Adams and trading him away, MVS return to Green Bay seems like a, you know, it seems likely, seems more likely, definitely, because we know that Aaron Rodgers really likes MVS and wanted him 
wherever he was going to end up. So they now open the door for that situation. We'll see if MVS ends up there on a decent deal, um, possibly even Alan Lazard going back. So um, one guy that could be off the market for the Niners, but there's a lot of other players out there that could do the things that they need them to do. I think the only question right now that's bigger or maybe as big for a fan base and as the 49ers, when will you move off of Jimmy Garoppolo is are the Green Bay Packers with this trade of Devonta Adams finally about to draft some wide receivers? Maybe. <laughs> uh, I mean, they do have an, another first and second round pick. It's true. My guess would be one of those is going to go to replace the Darius Smith. They'll probably get an edge rusher with one of those picks. Uh, and potentially they could get a wide receiver if they feel like one of these guys, you know, is a guy that they need. And there, there are guys that are up there that potentially would fit in nice. And you know what Aaron Rodgers likes to do um, big guys with a lot of speed. So We'll, we'll see. We'll see what they do with the Raiders picks. It's very true. SL Million just said Deshaun Jackson can take the top off for cheap. Um, we've said this in the past. I think we've brought this up plenty of times here on the pod, including last year, Ant, where we thought the Niners should go in on Deshaun Jackson in, in free agency. I, I don't I don't know if they will at this point. No, I mean, it doesn't appear like they, they have, have interest. Yeah, it doesn't appear like they have done it. Uh, even when he got you know cut from the Rams, he, they didn't seem like the 49ers were in on that at all. So he must not be somebody that Kyle Shanahan wants to work with. Maybe it's something from his off the field or his attitude or how he'd fit in the locker room. But it doesn't appear that Deshaun Watson is usually on their radar. No, Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson not on the radar. And, and uh, did I say Watson or Jackson? I don't. Uh, wait, did I'm you getting. Say, did you say Watson? I might have said Watson. I'm getting so uh, confused now. Well, there's a lot of Deshauns. There's a lot of Jacksons. There's a lot of just everything happening right now. Except for the 49ers Desha signing anyone. I think Deshaun Watson's just on the brain at this point. Well, how can it not be right? If you're a 49er fan. I mean, I get it. You want to sign names, but how can you not be pinpoint focused on the Deshaun Watson information and news? I see, I've seen this in, in a couple of tweets. I've seen this on a lot of the Facebook groups as well. People have been like, stop talking about Deshaun Jackson. Start talking about the 49ers. You can't. The Niners have made it very obvious. Jimmy Garoppolo is the priority to move off of right now at this point. Right. That is the priority. And that's not happening until Deshaun Jackson, Deshaun Watson. I see, I just did it. Yeah. Deshaun Watson. Picks a location until he picks a team and a deal is in place and everyone knows. Like, there's nothing else happening. It feels like for the 49ers. Yeah, feels like nothing else is going to occur, which is crazy to think, but it's the reality, right? It's the reality of the situation. The Niners may be in a situation where there's nothing else going on until Jimmy's gone, until Jimmy's moved, and once Jimmy's moved, then we're gonna know. And, and I keep see, hearing and seeing people saying the Niners have budgeted for Jimmy Garoppolo. The fact they haven't moved them means he's staying. There's a problem. You have to fill a 90-man roster. You have to fill a 90-man roster. You can't do that if you have Jimmy's $25 million on the books. You can't do it. Well, if they decided that they were going to keep Jimmy, there would be the other extensions and restructures already happening. Already happening. Yeah, even though you say you've budgeted, what they've budgeted is to get under now, um, so that way they could eventually move him and recoup that money. I don't think there's any world where you're paying your backup quarterback $25 million. That's not what they're about. I mean, they're going to pay their backup quarterback $2 million, Nate Sudfeld. So I don't think they're going to invest that much money in the room, but they had to get under the under the salary cap before the league year um, to bridge until they could get this deal done. So at some point, this deal is going to happen. Now that Deshaun Watson has eliminated a couple teams, uh, maybe the ball will get rolling. It, do it doesn't mean Deshaun Watson ultimately decides when this happens. Uh, maybe the ball will get rolling if Carolina gets involved in the, in this possible trade or Possibly. even Cleveland, uh, but we'll see. I mean, right now they've, they've definitely d decided that they're going to wait this thing out. And, and they're nestled in and just waiting for you know the shoe to drop on one of these teams getting back into the Jimmy Garoppolo sweepstakes. Uh, and, well, they're going to start. And they're going to start because the Panthers have been informed, right? It's down to two teams now at this point. The Browns have torpedoed their relationship with 
Baker Mayfield and are saying they're not trading him, but that could just be posturing um, to make teams clamor for and want Baker even more, even though I don't think that's going to be the case. Uh, so look, at the end of the day, I think the Niners are in a, a fine position right now. I don't think yeah. they're in a bad spot. I don't think they're in a bad place. Um, but it's just not a place anyone wants. It's just not the situation. Marvin Rose asked too, uh, wherever Watson goes, will he actually be able to play this this year or will a no-fun league suspend him? I, I imagine there's something coming because, you know, even though he was found, well, he wasn't found, not guilty, even though he wasn't charged with anything officially. They and found out there was insufficient evidence. There was not enough evidence to to prosecute or go forward with the trial for him in, in the case, I think it was, what was it, eight? Eight or nine, I don't remember exactly. It was either eight or nine um, of, of those accusers. Just because that happened doesn't mean that the NFL is not going to find him at fault for something, whether that's just putting himself in that situation, the amount of allegations that came out. Um, you know, it it's damaging to not only him, but it's damaging to the brand. And then they could decide, you know, hey, you're going to sit six games. But if you're a team right now, okay, six games of a 17-game season, we still have them for 11. You still feel comfortable with those odds in those situations. Teams are going to take a chance. Oh, yeah, potentially. I mean, you're looking to get a franchise quarterback. I think he definitely um, could get suspended because one thing they care about is the brand. And this has been a negative outlook on the brand. That's part of the reason they offered to put him onto the commissioner's exemption list because they wanted him out of sight and out of mind. Now he's back into the fray and he's going to get moved and the 49ers uh, are waiting on it. But all the while, they I think any team that gets him knows that he's going to get suspended. It's probably going to be, it could be as six games like Zeke got um, for you know his type of situation. But it could be as much as a year. You just don't know what they're going to ultimately decide. But I think any team that is trading for him knows the potential risks and are willing to take it because the long-term risk of him playing as your franchise quarterback outweigh the possible risk of him missing a season. It's true. And, and uh, I just realized we had a nice quote fest going on between Daniel Harley, Tommy Huxley, and uh, a new guy, James Sparrow, in the chat. They were just straight up quoting Ace Ventura. I love it. And just, just laces out, Dan. Uh, you want some... You want some lemonade, Dan? You want, you want some refreshments, Dan? Do you want some refreshments, Dan? Good stuff there in the chat, you guys. The the, the quotes are you're just all, all over it. Absolutely. Uh, Nicholas Hernandez, who would you rather have, Ant? Baker or Jimmy? I'd rather have Jimmy. I don't know why anyone... Well, I, don't, I know why some people may want Baker Mayfield, um, but we've already seen what Jimmy Garoppolo has done. Uh, Baker Mayfield has not replicated that. Uh, with with a team in Cleveland, he he hasn't done that. Jimmy has shown he can operate an offense, check you in and out of the right place. Uh, he can win the game with with his arm at times. Um, he does make risky throws, but those throws pay off. You operate over the middle field well. Run games are fine. Uh, Jimmy has shown that he can help lead a team and keep a team on the right course to get to a Super Bowl and get to an NFC Championship game. Uh, Baker has not. They are both in uh, offensive, you know, quarterback friendly offenses. Um, both had good run games. Both had good defenses. Yet one of them won football games and one didn't. Uh, is Baker Mayfield supremely more talented than Jimmy Garoppolo? Probably. That's why he got you know picked first overall pick. But Jimmy Garoppolo is a better winner and a better NFL quarterback than Baker Mayfield has proven to be right now. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say Jimmy Garoppolo every day of the week. Uh, I did see that some of the league you know sources were saying that they believe Baker Mayfield is worth maybe a two, possibly a three. Uh, is what the early indications of his trade value were. I don't think that's very far off what the indications were what Jimmy Garoppolo was. So they might actually be valued pretty close to each other. Uh, they may could be this. They may be the case, and that may could that could be the case as well. Uh, Ray says Baker looking for a new stadium to clean up and to, to shoot progressive <laughs> commercials. In. You might be right. Uh, I would love, in all honesty, what I really want 
is the 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 Brown situation to continue on for Baker to stay in Cleveland and then to see what those progressive commercials look like next year. You yeah, I mean you oh yeah. I mean, what would those progressive commercials look like next year if he's still in Cleveland? I don't know. He's no longer at the stadium, I mean, since right? Since he's a child, is he going to be at preschool? I mean, is that what's going to happen? You know what I mean? Like, what are they going to think of? Is he going to be riding the school bus, you know? Um, what are you doing, Baker? Oh, I'm just looking for a new home. <laughs> you guys heard of any? I heard progressive has great rates. <laughs> I, I think I think this is going to be this is going to be interesting with those. I you would think that at some point, right, Baker's just got to make it known that he he needs I mean, continually just over and over that he needs to move on. I don't know if they can get that that relationship back together. Uh, no, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. Uh, Baker feels like I I the Browns going into this are they're claiming they told him and his agent they would only pursue top tier guys. They would only look at Deshaun Watson, all of this stuff. They they said they informed him that they were going to go talk to Deshaun Watson. What people forget is. The Browns also came out and said that Baker Mayfield was their quarterback, and then they weren't going to be looking to upgrade the quarterback room before the season ended. I just want you to think about what you just said. And now, now let's put Baker Mayfield out of the picture and put your girlfriend or your fiance. And you're like, you know what? I like you, but if I ever have a chance to get one of those top tier girls, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go try to do that. And then if they shun me, I'm going to go back and be like, no, it was always about baby, you. Baby, I love you. Yeah. Baby. That's how Baker's feeling. He's feeling like that girl right now whose man just stepped out and is trying to come back when their advances weren't reciprocated. It's very true. Yeah. It's very true. And David V says, hey, feller, say hey. Hey, man, Hey, what's up, David? How How's you doing? it going? Good to see you, my guy. Yeah. Good to see you. Um, I don't – here's the thing, right? I don't blame Baker for being upset. Is he necessarily handling it the best? No, but how are you supposed to handle it? What is the what what is the the proper protocol for handling said situation in in the right or wrong way? I, I'm not the I'm not the the knower of those. I, I don't have the answers to those questions. And yeah, uh, but at the end of the day, both sides are not handling this very great. The Browns have not handled this necessarily very great. But you also understand why they're doing what they're doing. They don't think Baker Mayfield is a franchise elite quarterback. So they're trying to make sure they can go get one, right? What did Kyle Shanahan say? You either have one or you're trying to get one. Yeah. The Browns are in that boat. Uh, the problem for for the Browns are is once you've made that very clear, unless you got a quarterback who is a Tua temperament, who is a Jimmy Garoppolo temperament, you are opening up a box that you cannot close. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Baker's not happy. Um, I think the Browns tried to stay out of the Deshaun Watson thing as long as possible and get in late. I think their hope was they were going to be able to seal the deal. Now that they aren't, they're going to have to deal with the repercussions, and one of those repercussions might be a different quarterback. Uh, I think Stefanski's offense would actually be better with Jimmy Garoppolo under center than it is with Baker Mayfield. So I, I think that that is something that could happen. I mean, they could always throw themselves into the Matt Ryan sweepstakes if he chooses to go to Atlanta, uh, or Jameis Winston, I guess. Um, but it, it seems like one of these teams is still going to be leading a quarterback, and Jimmy Garoppolo is the guy that's available. Uh, possibly the case. Uh, NYCE Baker needs to call Jimmy and Jimmy can give him some advice. LOL. Look at Herm Edwards. Don't push send. Just don't, don't do it. Push send. Don't do Nothing it. Nothing good happens when you push send tonight. Just don't do it. Agreed. And, and Gary 49ers Fogey are one of our incredible mods here. Uh, absolutely right. Did you forget to hit that like button? Did you, did you forget what it looks like? If, if you did, it's just a thumbs up. Hit that thing right now. Uh, help support this channel. Subscribe if you're new here. If this is your first time here or you've been coming back for a while now, hit that subscribe button right now. We're trying to get to 3K by the draft. Uh, we appreciate all the support. All the Cutback crew and who's been tuning in 
uh, basically daily, nightly for, for these streams and updates and free agency. Um, I, I really, I really wish, I really wish we had more news, like breaking news, 49ers news to talk about other than the Niners losing Contavia Street and losing Trent Shurfield today. Uh, but unfortunately, that that gosh darn Deshaun Watson, man, that gosh darn Deshaun Watson, he won't just pick a place, Ant. He wants to take the weekend. What an absolute jerk. Yeah, I mean, I mean, does that mean that does that mean everyone else just takes the weekend too? The whole NFL is just like, you know what, we're gonna take a break. No, it doesn't, because Devontae Adams just got shipped uh to the Raiders. So there's gonna be lots of moves that are gonna happen. Potentially the 49ers could find other ways um to build this roster. They could agree to terms with other players before they move Jimmy Garoppolo. Um so I, I think there's gonna be conversations to be had. But yeah, we're definitely hoping it was going to be a little bit more of an aggressive day for the 49ers, that finally Deshaun Watson would make his deal, or finally it would become clear that Jimmy Garoppolo gets to move, uh, get moved. Um, I think now with Carolina entering the fray, at least the 49ers have another team they can play off of. So maybe this will move Indianapolis in the way of getting a deal done. Because I think uh, Ballard and Lynch are just staring each other straight across, um, telling each other what they want, pumping their chest, but neither one of them is willing to go across the street and you know reach out and make this thing happen. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But right now, I guess I guess no news on the 49ers front. It is literally an old Western standoff. And yeah. he's got two gentlemen with with, you know, hands at the ready, ready to quick draw. The only problem is, and it's a quick draw with a pen and to sign, you know, trades and, and draft picks and things of that nature for a player. And neither one wants to blink right now. It's we, frustrating. We got a question from Matthew Rowley, and I, I think it's interesting. Okay. Um, he says, am I the only one that thinks the wide receiver core is fine? Um, the thing with it, uh, Matt, is that the 49ers only have two guys under under contract right now. And I'll, I'll throw Jawan Jennings in there because he's exclusive rights he's, free agent. He is going to resign. It's going to resign. It, that's a foregone conclusion. But the problem is behind them, the next best receiver is Keyshawn Johnson that was cut by Arizona last year that we signed on a futures deal. So they do need to address the wide receiver position. If you say you're okay with Dewan Jennings being wide receiver three, I don't think anyone argues with that, but they do need to fill out the room. I would argue, in fact, though, that if you can improve, and my, my way is not so much improving off Dewan Jennings, but improving the room with a different style of threat. And right now the Niners are in need of a speed threat. My perfect scenario is adding a speed threat and then adding a guy with a lot of wiggle, someone that can create in space. Like um, that. So And that can also handle your, your punter kick return responsibilities. So I think that is the avenue that I believe. And I don't know, Matt might believe the uh, Matthew might believe the exact same way. I'm, I'm curious what his thought process is. Um, but yeah, a lot of people are, are steadfast. They don't want to, you know, they have Jawan Jennings now. We don't need anyone else. But you know we're going to carry five or six wide receivers on this team. You got to think it's going to be close to that, and you got to think you know heading into the ninety-man roster into OTAs, you're going to try and bring in eight or nine guys um, to cut that down to and from. Um, the Niners had that last year; they had about nine. They cut down what four, I believe, is what it was to to get down to those five wide receivers. Yeah. Um, one of them, unfortunately, being Jalen Hurd, who then ended up going on IR, which was just sad to see. Um, but the Niners are going to do this. They're going to try and fill out this roster. They're going to try and fill out those positions and add depth across the board. That's all they can do, Ant. They have to do that. You can't just sit on. Uh, you can't just sit on the yeah. the things you have and the things you are. Uh, you have to try and improve. Right now, the Niners are sitting. Um, is that because Ant they're they're hostage hostages? Is it because they know the market's a little crazy right now and they're just biding their time, knowing they got to move off of Jimmy Garoppolo and the pieces are going to fall into place? Or are they sitting there truly believing um, there's just gold and diamonds everywhere in the draft? And you know what? We got nine picks and. 
who cares what happens in free agency? We're going to strike. We're going to strike gold. We're going to get rich off the draft this year. Well, they currently, I think, have, I believe it's six wide receivers that are under contract. True. Uh, most, of, most of them are practice squad worthy. We do know they're going to get that up to 10 to 12 uh, by the time training camp starts. You have to have that many guys to run the routes and everything that you need for your wide receivers. Um, so they're going to sign guys. The question is, who are these guys going to be? And I think really what it comes down to is money. And anytime that you believe that you can add a player that is a big-time benefit to your team, especially the way that Kyle Shanahan operated at a more full-wide receiver sets last year than he'd ever done because of Debo Samuel, I do believe there's a potential that the 40-yards can go out and add you know, more wide receivers in free agency and then it's still addressed in the draft. Early on, I believe they should make one signing in free agency and then draft two guys. But because of draft positioning and how these wide receivers are moving, maybe you want to take two guys in free agency and draft one. So I, th I think they will pick up three players in, in some way or one way or other and then fill it in with kind of cheaper veterans. But they do need to make some moves in the wide receiver room because to me, it's just not settled. No, it, it is not settled. Um, you know what else isn't settled though, Ant? Pretty much a lot of other positions yeah, for the exactly. 49ers. Running back, not settled. Uh, O-line, not settled. Uh, secondary, it much improved but not settled safety room, not settled, uh, you know, D line, whether that's interior, if you feel like they need to go get, or whether it's edge rusher, not settled. And it feels like the Niners have holes everywhere that need to get plugged. And so far they haven't necessarily plugged them all in free agency, but there's still plenty of time for them to plug it. So cutback crew, let us know too, which ones you think the Niners should address next. What position should they be looking at next? Or is it, or is it like kind of like where I'm more I'm at? Um, I, I want them to address positions, but I know, there's no reason for me to get my hopes up about positions being plugged at the moment until Jimmy Garoppolo gets traded. Uh, I would love to, to hear from you on that. Uh, one of the talking heads on the NFL Network, a former player, said teams always overpay during the free agency periods and Marvin Rose. Uh, and it's true. There are definitely teams that do. And really bad organizations, bad football teams, teams like the Jaguars, right? Teams like the Giants, uh, teams like the Jets uh, have had to significantly overpay for players in the past. It's something they've they've had to do. Uh, and a couple of them have done that this year. They've gone out and paid hefty sums of money and have had to cut some fat from their own rosters in order to, to make room for these new people they brought in. Yeah, I mean, definitely you can make bad decisions in free agency. I mean, you can go full Jacksonville uh, and you can overpay everyone. And we've seen the 49ers do the same thing over the years, especially in 2017 uh, when they brought in Pierre Garçon and you know, players like that. You know, of course, we had Quan Alexander. I really liked Quan. Um, but the emergence of Fred Warner as an all-pro caliber player, and then, of course, the drafting of Dre Greenlaw, who ended up being a very good football player, um, made him not as useful as he could have been. And then, of course, you couple in the injuries, and, and he ended up being a not, a not such a good signing. So um, I think that the Niners have struggled a little bit. They've had some bad luck as far as bringing in players. I think they've attempted to bring in a lot of impactful players. True. So maybe they're a little leery. It's not always the best avenue to go. Um, but it has worked for some teams. I mean, you've seen the Los Angeles Rams that have used free agency and trades to be able to build a team that could win a Super Bowl. So I think sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Uh, I think the 49ers are just learning when to be more calculated and when not. But at some point, you would you would think that some of these guys are, are going to get to the, the level which the 49ers can sign them because we know the Niners do put values on each one of these players. True. They do put values on the positions. And when that number meets the position, that's when the 49ers strike. Of course, they, it would help if they had a little bit more extra money to be able to, to spend on these potential free agents. Just a little bit extra, Ant. Just, just, yeah. I'm not asking for a lot, just a little. Uh, Nerman had asked a little bit ago, I like Lynch, so I've been wondering. Is it true that he really said no to a second and third round pick for Jimmy G? I haven't heard second and a third. No. I've heard there was a second on the table. I have not heard a second and a third. Yeah, I heard last year 
during the draft they were offered a second and i i heard from that john middlecoff had said that he heard this year the 49ers were offered a second i have not heard a second and a third i believe if it was a second and a third they would have a serious conversation because i think they could just throw in the fact that hey if Jimmy Garoppolo plays 70% of snaps for you, that three becomes a two, and I think the deal would be done. So I don't think that that has happened yet, but I could be wrong. I haven't seen that officially come from anyone yet. I have not seen that officially either. A couple people have been coming through too and with what they'd like to see next. Frank at Frank Salad. Saladivar, my apologies, good sir, our GOAT tier member over on Patreon. Uh, he's saying O-line, seeing a lot of O-line and a shocking twist, Ant. A lot of people here, a lot of the cutback crew wants the O-line shirt up. Eric Dane said the same thing. Uh, Mac won't play forever. They can upgrade from Brunskill. Uh, Bobo said the same thing. He does not sure about Aaron Banks. Marvin, same sort of thing. A lot of people feel an O-line is the way to go, and we'll see. Maybe it's a bargain basement guy that okay, they go we've, after. We've got breaking news. Breaking the 49ers, and I've seen it get put on here, the 49ers and re return team specialist Ray Ray McLeod is signing with the Niners on a two-year deal. Well, what do you know, Ant? Yeah. Breaking news, 49ers fans, Ray Ray McLeod. Yeah, this is coming from Jeremy Fowler from ESPN. He's claiming, and we knew that they were in conversations with Ray Ray McLeod, so they do address the wide receiver position, going and getting Ray Ray McLeod, uh, bringing him in that's going to help solve with what we were talking about, the wide receiver position, but also a player that can add in the special teams game. So you lose Trent Sherfield, a special teams ace, but you add Ray Ray McLeod. you got to think that's going to help the football team a lot. Um, this is one of those smart decisions, again, by the San Francisco 49ers. Well played. Um, I, I like this move a lot, actually. Uh, agreed, Ant. That is... Uh... A big special teams move. Uh, the Niners continuing to make special teams moves. Anton, look at that. Just like that, just like that cutback crew, the Niners have made a move, and it wasn't O-line. It wasn't O-line. No, the Niners go wide receiver. They add some depth to the wide receiver room, and they add a guy who uh, adds something in the return game, Ant. So a little different than the uh, than the um, the Trent Shurfield role and, from and, last year. And McLeod led the NFL in punt return yards with 367 and caught 39 passes for the Steelers last season. Um, so he's a guy that was impactful on special teams. And it, so if you're just looking at player for player, Sherfield was a great special teamer, but you got nine catches out of him. Uh, Raymond McLeod, great special teamer, with uh, led the league in punt return yards, but they got 39 catches out of him. You got to believe that that's a, a net positive for the 49ers. So one of those smart moves. I wonder how everyone's going to feel about this move. It's not splashy. But a lot of 49er fans have been really excited about the potential of bringing in a return guy. So, Alex, now they finally do get a return guy. I don't hate the move. I, I really don't hate the move. Um, and this is about in the wheelhouse from what we've seen from San Francisco since the Traverius Ward signing, right? Um, middle of the road sort of name uh, fulfills a need with the team. Yeah. Not anything crazy. Um, I don't hate this. Um, I think you and I both agree, right? Uh, get Brandon Ayuk out of the punt return game. Let's let's get him out. This starts to open the door for that being a possibility of not seeing Brandon Ayuk return kicks. No, it, this definitely means that. I mean, they're trying to pick up guys right now that fit the roles that they're looking for. Um, we talked about this a little bit. I was just, I think, literally ten minutes ago, talked about having a speed guy and then also somebody that was more shifty um, that can make things happen. You know, in in open space, Ray Ray McLeod's that guy. Um, so now they just need that speed threat to go with the current core that they have, which the, you know could they could address it in the draft. They could get MVS, for instance. They could get you know uh, they could get Christian Watson in the draft. 
both those guys fit as guys that can block who are tall to have good speed. And then I think you have a really good skill set around the wide receiver room. Debo, Brian Ayuk, who do the things that they do really well. But then you have Jawan Jennings, who's a possession receiver, who's going to convert on third down, convert in the red zone. Then now you throw in Ray Ray McLeod, um, who's going to help you on special teams, but also is shifty and can make things happen when he gets the ball in his hands. Now all you need is that top-end speed guy that's tall um, that can really take the top off, or someone like a Brandon Cooks. And I think then your wide receiver room is set, and you're, you're, you feel really good about those five guys. So uh, I, I think this is a solid move. I like it so far. It's not a terrible move, Ant. It addresses a need. It does it does things for San Francisco to shore up the wide receiver room, as well as bring in additional extra pieces and, and improve upon the room, right? Take something that was a weakness last year and find a way to build upon it as a strength. Um, I you know I know this is not necessarily the splash. I know it's not the the big eye popping move that everyone would love to see. But at the end of the day, um, I like this. I, the, what you can do potentially underneath, right? There was talk last year that uh, Richie James needed to make the roster, right? Richie James needed yeah. to be a part of this. He needed to, you know, he needed to be the guy who returned kicks and you know was someone who had a potential in the wide receiver room. Well, you're going after a guy who's proven it a little bit more in the return game and in recent memory has done a heck of a, a whole heck of a lot more than Richie James has in an offense, and he did that with Big Ben. Yeah, and I mean, Big Ben hit a lot of checkdowns and stuff. Oh, yeah, he did. Um, but the key is getting weapons around Trey Lance. I mean, Trey Lance is going to be able to create outside the pocket. He's going to extend plays. You want to have targets he can get the ball to and they can create. This is a Kyle Shanahan thing. Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Jawan Jennings, and now Ray Ray McLeod. I think you're feeling a lot better about this receiver room. They knew they needed to bring in guys, and um, now they just did it. I think it's funny that we were just having this conversation. I like this a lot. This is a solid move. Uh, I, I like this move, man. I'm not... I'm not uh... Not a, I don't hate this move. Uh, Francisco DeAnda, Ray Ray, is he a good returner? Uh, not a bad returner. I'm actually going to try and pull up the stats right now. Well, he led um, the league in punt return yards. Well, there you so, go. I mean, there you go. I mean, that's that's the first thing. He had 367 punt return yards. That's nice. So that improves our special teams already. That's Brandon, you didn't have anywhere close to 330. No, if you're playing complimentary football, Ray Ray McLeod is a huge advantage. But I, I think that is, that's good. That's another good move for the 49ers. The 49ers are doing moves, of course, that aren't splashy, right? This isn't this isn't the big move, but this is one that's very smart and fits what the 49ers need as far as roster. Because when we talked about how this wide receiver room needed to be constituted, this is one of those key pieces that you needed to get. And you couldn't carry a guy like Trenton Cannon on your team uh, in the running back position just to be a returner. You needed somebody that could help you on the field, and the plus side was a returner. True, and an ant kick return in the kick return game. Uh, 776 yards returning on kicks. So this is a guy who had all-purpose yards last year. It was 1,400, and over 1,000 of that was in the, the return game, both as a kick returner and a punt returner. So okay. you have upgraded the kick return and the punt return game in a huge way, and you've added in a guy who's 25 years old, who's speedy ant. Yes, he's a little bit on the smaller side, uh, but you're hoping that this is potential. This looks like, what, the Travis Benjamin replacement, essentially, in that role? Yeah, that's what this is. I mean, they basically... Um, replaced Trent Sherfield with the linebacker that they signed a couple days ago. And then now they've, you know, re replaced the, the return game issue, which was a real problem. You're not going to have to worry about Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk returning. They're going to be focusing on being a receiver. And now Ray Ray McLeod's going to handle that situation. Uh, he was first in yards. You know, he, he's he's going to be one of those guys that's able to do it. And welcome, uh, new subscriber. Francisco, welcome Francisco to the TCC. Deanda. Thank you very much uh, for joining. So I think that this is going to be nice for the Niners. Um, you're right. He's a he's a he's not a big guy, uh, but he's one of those guys that's electric with the ball in his hands. And you know, Kyle Shanahan likes these kind of guys. He's able to get them open. So you're hoping he's going to be an upgrade from the role that you had for Richie James, you know, and the role that you've had for some of these other guys like Travis Benjamin. 
but I do think they still need a deep threat, someone that's going to take the top off that is taller. Um, minus Brandon Cooks. He's the only one that's not tall that I'm willing to roll with because uh, I just I think they need a guy that can go go up and get the football. That's why I like Christian Watson, and I think it's why a lot of people like him, or somebody like MVS, because you need a guy also that can block. Because we need those situations to happen um, you know, where, where guys can can block but still take the top off. I think when Travis Benjamin was in, you are like, yeah, he could take the top off, but he can't block. Uh, no, we cannot block. And $1.99 Super Chat there from Francisco. Thanks for the information. You're welcome, my guy. Uh, Breaking here, and, and it's it's uh, not necessarily a big, huge signing in. It's not gigantic, uh, as the, the 49ers fans in the Facebook groups would be saying right now, Ant, uh, to me, and they will be saying here shortly as I'm posting the update uh, in there, this is not breaking news. This is not important. Some people feel that way. Um, I think you and I both disagree. This is breaking and huge for the Niners because it addresses a need. It addresses this special teams unit. It addresses depth. Um, all of those things are important for San Francisco. Yeah. If we believe we have the pieces in Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Elijah Mitchell, and Trey Lance that you have offensively, and defensively you feel like you have the pieces in Fred Warner and Bosa, right? Armstead moving in on the interior. Charvarius Ward signing now as well. Dre Greenlaw and things of that nature on the defense, then you feel like you have weapons in a team that can contend and compete. So it's about being able to play all three phases of the game. We got a super chat. $5 super chat, actually, from Matthew Rowling. Yeah. Y'all are keeping me sane while I review 150 contracts. Thanks. Keep up the good work. Way better than Grant. My daddy got me my contracts going. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious from Matthew Rowling. We appreciate that super we chat, my guy. Super chat. And Jag, right away, yeah. another $5 super chat here, and. Who do you think starts at left guard? Banks or more? Hey, do we draft center slash guard? Just want great protection for Trey. Signing McLeod rules out Cordero Patterson question mark. Let's there's a lot there. Yeah. So Matthew Raleigh, again, thank you for that super chat, yeah, man. We thank appreciate you very it very much, Matthew. And Jag, let's start with Jag's first question. And who do you think starts at left guard? Banks or more? Hey, yo. Banks. Why? Um, I, I just believe that he played it in college. He played left guard. To me, he's the he was the second round pick. He's the guy that transitions the most. The only thing that makes me pause is because Jalen Moore, when he played left tackle as, you know, a backup, he didn't feel comfortable playing right tackle. Remember, it took him a full week to get him used to playing right tackle. So he might not be equipped. Uh, they did practice Banks a lot, and we're trying to adjust him to right guard, but I don't think it would be hey, a yo. problem for him to go back to the left. So I think it'll be Banks on the left-hand side, um, and Jalen Moore will be in a competition with Daniel Brunskill because it makes the most sense to me to keep Brunskill in his natural position until someone beats him out. I don't disagree with you yeah. on that. I don't I don't disagree at all. I think Banks has the edge up. I think he's the better run blocking fit right now. And the Niners have shown if you have a guy who's great as a run blocker and, and struggles in the pass pro sets and a guy who's really good in pass pro and struggles in run, uh, well, you're going to go with the guy who can run and establish your run game first. Uh, and, uh, and being able to run the football is going to help Trey Lance out in a big way with play action and be able to take deep shots. Do we draft a center or a guard? I think they could possibly. I mean, normally the the normal rate is what they normally do is draft a offensive tackle. Um, somebody that has flexibility to play all the positions. Hey, we do know they're going to need an eventual replacement for Mac. Um, so at some point they're going to have to replace Alex Mac. They could obviously do that through free agency, which has seemed to be the way they've went. Um, they, every single guy they, they've been bringing guys in, they haven't drafted anyone to play center. So Kyle Shanahan might prefer a veteran center. So true. Um, I don't know if they're going to go guard. I feel like they've invested a lot in the offensive line in the last couple of years, but I think they will draft the best available offensive lineman when they decide. It'll only be the tackle or a guy that they believe is a tackle that could play guard and center. So those are things to be looking at. I do think they will address the offensive line. I'm just not sure if it's going to be somebody 
completely pigeonholed to playing inside. Agreed. And Megan, 499 Super Chat, spread the love, Niners fam. And then David V. Ant with a $10 Super Chat, TCC. Let's go, Niners. Yeah, thank you, Megan. Thank you, David. We really appreciate it. Greatly appreciate that. Um, uh, just uh, just one great protection for Trey. Simon McLeod, rule out Patterson. I don't think it rules out Cordero Patterson right. um, in any way because what you're looking at with Cordero Patterson is a guy who can do a, a variety of different things as a running back option, as a receiving option in your system, and can still add in the special teams game as well. You can take some of the pressure off of Ray Ray McLeod doesn't have to do all of it, both aspects of it. You can mix and match the two in in a different way. Um, Look, at the end of the day, I I don't think this rules it out. But as of right now, uh, it looks like McLeod, them signing him first, meant they're they're looking to fill certain things. And I don't know if necessarily right now, Cordell Patterson's market's at a point where they feel like he fills a role at a price they're willing to pay. Yeah, I mean, it all depends on how they view him. If they're going to play him in sort of the wide back type role uh, and take some things away from Debo Samuel, then it makes sense to pay him a little bit more than you would pay an average running back because he can also line up at wide receiver as well. If you feel he gives you enough value, you know, to be your fifth wide receiver now with me with Ray Ray McLeod, with Jawan Jennings, uh, that's what he would be. So I think in that area, Cordero Patterson makes sense. Um, but you know what? It, it's It's just one of those things where they've made another move I think Patterson would be on the list. I think Raheem Mostert leaving still leaves that door open. They definitely need another dynamic player. Kyle Shanahan saying Cordero Patterson is someone he's targeted for years means they're definitely in on him, but the the money's going to have to work out. We'll wait and see what the particulars are on Ray Ray McLeod and what that financials are. Uh, but you would think an impending move is coming, right? They're going to restructure, extend someone, or they're re- almost clear and almost ready to move on from Jimmy Garoppolo. It's one of the two. It's one of the two. This could be signaling Jimmy is about to get moved. It also could be signaling Anthony. They just used the last of whatever uh, cap space they had left and are going to have to clear some space out here at some point in time. Uh, we're going to see. We're going to absolutely see what the, what's going to happen in this case. Oh, you want more breaking news? Sure. Um, D Ford is posted on his Instagram page and it's got it's got social media going crazy. Him sacking Russell Wilson. Um, and so he put hashtag Niner Gang with the praying hands. It appears D Ford plans fully plans on playing this year for the San Francisco. Daddy, baby, let's go. So I mean that is something I keep him healthy, man. I don't know if anyone can get excited about that, but that is what is trending right now on Twitter and 49er land. Blind vision, it is uh, all signs are pointing to this is not cap uh, that Ray Mary McLeod is going to be in San Francisco. It is not a cap. This is reality. Yeah, this is real. That he he's coming. Most uh I mean the very credible sources are saying Ray Ray McLeod has agreed to terms with the 49ers. Um Jeremy Fowler from ESPN and you know, of course, all the, the normal ones after that. Um, I did see some of the, the conversations about Mike McGlinchey, you know, moving inside. I, I think that's potential. Um, my my problem with it is ten point eight million dollars to move inside. Uh, so I think if you're, you know, if you're making a move on the outside uh, and kicking McGlinchey in, you don't really want to pay a guard that much. The 49ers have showed they don't really value that. Uh, it appears that you know the Niners made some sort of a a offer to Lake and Tomlinson that was kind of lower than that, and so of course he had to do was right for his family, but. Yeah, to me, um, right now, McGlinchey is the best right tackle option for the 49ers. It doesn't mean another one won't present itself. I mean, you can move forward, but um, Aaron Banks is probably going to be a starting guard. And I I seen that. I'm sorry, I didn't realize who said it, but that um, Brunskill was one of the you know lower rated 
you know, offensive linemen and offensive guards in the league. David Hasselhoff is the one who yeah. said that, and and right underneath that, Lou then talked about with the quad injury to McGlinchey, moving him from the inside might be a better option. Uh, make, make, uh, and then make more the right tackle and Brunskill the backup is what Lou said. The the problem with with more, and this is only from what we've seen on film. We don't know how he's going to progress. Of course, during the offseason and getting better was his run blocking wasn't on par with what Kyle Shanahan expects from his offensive lineman. That's why they had to go with other guys to play right tackle, including Tom Compton. That's why Compton beat him out was the run game. Uh, the passing game, Jalen Moore is, is pretty sufficient, but in the run game is where he needs to improve, and Kyle Shanahan puts such an emphasis on it until he has improved. He's not going to be able to beat out McGlinchey because McGlinchey's a very good run blocker. Of course, we don't know what he's going to look like coming off the, the, the injury, true. but you would think that if McGlinchey wasn't going to be ready, according to medical, hey, they'd yo. make a move. Uh, very true, and in a $2 super chat from Nerman here, what have you heard is the best deal for Jimmy G, for JG, for Jimmy GQ? It sounds like the best option that has been on the table so far for Jimmy Garoppolo is just a second-round pick. Yep. That's it. That's the best offer that, that has come on the table. Um, it sounds like it came from most likely the Colts, which is why the Niners aren't taking it and running with it. They're sitting there going, you gave a third, two-thirds, a pick swap for a second with an escalator from a third to a second if Carson Wentz plays 70% of the games for Carson yeah. Wentz. You're willing to pay more for Carson. Mm -hmm. and if you're willing to move off of Carson to try and make a play for Jimmy, then you got to sweeten that deal because there ain't, there ain't no way we're pulling the trigger on that. We're not desperate enough to pull the trigger on that, and you're just trying to get... You're trying not to overpay. You're going to have to overpay if you want to bring Jimmy Garoppolo in. I saw Bay Mac also said, so I'm supposed to be happy for D Ford being our starter next season, question mark. He Why wasn't he the last yeah. two seasons? He won't be the starter. He is your cleanup guy. We talked about this yeah. last year. The Niners had guys, their main guys, starters, and then they had cleanup guys, guys who were coming in on big pass down situations, and that's what D Ford role was. Coming in third downs, kind of like what Arden Key is, what he turned into this past season. That's what you're looking at with D Ford is him playing limited snaps, protecting him, not doing a whole heck of a lot of practices, Ant, but coming in on third down, third and long situations, and getting after the quarterback. Yeah, he's a situational pass rusher. Uh, he didn't play very much this season, but he still had an impact with three sacks. If you go back and watch, I did. I went back and watched You know, the first you know, four, I think it was three games of the season. Uh, D Ford's first step is still there, and the impact that he made on these teams because the pocket would absolutely collapse because him and Nick Bosa coming from each side is still deadly. But you're not going to get a lot of snaps at him. You're really not. So he's going to come in on third and longs and help you get off the field. If you do add corners, of course, uh, like they did, um, you're going to be able to cover a little bit longer. That means him and Nick Bosa have the opportunity to get home. So it's significant in the fact that he intends to play. Um, so we can kind of get an idea of what they're going to do after June 1. There was always the potential they could cut him, eat the dead money at the end of his contract, and just move on. Um, the restructure was always inevitable because you, you save more money that way. But I think this just gets an inclination of what where his mind is at I think the 49ers are still going to treat it like he's not there, and then he'll just be a cherry on top if he is available because I don't think you can honestly count on him after you know what has happened over the last few seasons. Um, but if he could play, it could be dynamic for this 49ers defense. Very much could be the case, and very well could be the case indeed. And uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just excited about the potentiality and what he could add and, and what it is there. Um, look, I, I get a D Ford, not healthy, hasn't been healthy, can't stay healthy. I, I, I hear all of it all the time. With D Ford, yeah. But the reality is, is if you watch the film, and even this year when you watch when he first came back in, you saw the first step, you saw the explosive, the way he bends, the way he gets around the corner, that rip move he has, it, it's it's still there. His body has just kind of betrayed him at times. Yeah, it's, it's very similar to Jalen Hurd. The only difference has been as D Ford has been able to 
consistently get okay. on the field and then get himself off. We got we got some financial money here. Oh, financial money. It is a two-year deal worth up to $10.4 million. Whoa. So up to, I mean, there are probably some sort of escalators or something involved in it. It's got to be dirt cheap this year. Yeah, it looks like John Lynch is giving a, maybe a punt return or some incentives on playing, you know, on what he has to do. So um, that is interesting. So we got two years, $10.4 million or at least it could be up to $10.4 million uh, for a wide receiver slash punt returner, Ray Ray McLeod. Uh, absolutely going to be the case. Christopher Blankenship just asked as well, Ant, what are we going to do at safety? We roll in with Hufunk. Oh, Hufunka is what he called him, but Hufanga. Uh, we we might, but I think at the end of the day, the Niners are still going to bring a guy in. It makes sense for them to bring a guy in. Oh, uh, for sure. They're, they're, I mean, right now they have you know three safeties that you know can play the position. I think Talano Hufanga needs to improve in the past. Uh, coverage game he's very good against the run but coverage wise he needs a lot of work uh tarverius moore's coming off an achilles i think he would be somebody that you could think could possibly start next to jimmy ward but i do think they need to make another move whether that is bring jacquiski tar back um bring in another veteran safety go for a a you know even a lower price safety that possibly you could get production out of or address it in the draft and what it could be is that they bring in a veteran and then they also draft someone and let these guys go compete because uh, I do believe the 49ers want to improve the room, and if that is even with just Tart, uh, I think that is what they'll do. But um, Tarverius Moore being back is still big for this defense because I think they always intended for him to take over at some point, but the injury prevented that from happening. Uh, it definitely did. It, it kind of set everything back, uh, and Niners are you know not necessarily in a bad spot, but you're a little bit behind the eight ball because you're hoping to see more out of Javon Kinlaw in terms of development and where he was going to be at this point in his progress. And, and he didn't really get to have that. Uh, so now you're hoping to see that this off season and see what happens. Uh, but two years, 10 million, that's a, that's a good chunk of money there potentially Ant, that he could be making. We'll see what the guaranteed money looks like. I imagine in the next 24 hours or so, uh, Eric Howard, what are fair expectations for Kinlaw? Um, that is a great question and a hard question to answer. Uh, ideally you want to see him, dominating on on rundowns uh first and second down early downs uh, the big thing for me is is being able to defeat double teams not just take them on we've seen him take them on and not necessarily get moved a whole heck of a lot in a bunch i want to see him defeating double teams yeah no i i think he needs to he needs to be able to win consistently um and there needs to be some you know some uh i guess um major aggressiveness um that needs to come from him so i think that is something that needs to happen i saw an interesting question and so I'm going to go ahead and, and, and put it as, as Matthew Rowley was asking about Jalen Hurd. Um, do you think that the 49ers would potentially ever bring back Jalen Hurd? My heart is telling me yes, but my mind is telling me no, Ant. It's telling me no in my mind. You cut him when you cut him because you're just done waiting and it's time to move on. It's time to go a different direction. My heart tells me they cut him because. He wasn't going to be available. Maybe he was having some doubts in terms of if he wanted to be even playing football anymore. And they cut him to just get him away from the game and let him go figure out his body, his mind, where he needs to be. And if this is something he wants to do. Well, I, I figure, I feel like we'll find, we'll find out really quick, right? You got Mike McDaniel in Miami, Robert Sala in, in New York. Uh, if he's really able and healthy to come back, somebody will kick the tires on him. Uh, we'll see, because not too many six foot four, you know, two hundred and thirty pound wide receivers that can play a couple of positions are available. Um, but it does look like the Niners have moved away from them. Very true. And Lou also and gave everybody the other the other thing that people really want, which is D Ford retires with prayer hand emojis. So <laughs> that is the, exactly how it feels with D yeah. Ford, right? It's either 
oh my God, if he can stay healthy, what, what could he add to the, the group? And then everyone else going, that's not happening. Just, just please retire and save us money. We would really appreciate that. <laughs> Look, I, I, it's, it's a difficult situation with D Ford. It's a difficult situation with, with Hurd and what happened there. It's a, it's an interesting situation for the San Francisco 49ers with everything they got going on and, but they are making some moves. They are doing some things. They lost a couple of guys today and you just added someone back into the fold. You definitely upticked in, in the special teams category. You've signed a couple of guys now, Oren Burke and Ray Ray McLeod, that are definitely going to help your special teams group, and that you're pairing that up with Demetrius Flanagan Fowles. So, yeah. I mean, you, you have done some things to address your special teams room in a big way. Yeah, the special teams will not be the Achilles heel of the 49ers. No, it will um, not. New coach, you know, new players to address the situation. Of course, they still have to fill it out, but they're making sure they're adding players that can help them in a multitude of ways. This is what you want them to do. Uh, I've seen some more of the conversation, too, about um, Kinlaw being able to disengage. That is something he needs to work on. When he gets locked in and he's trying to drive people back, if he gets double teamed, he sometimes struggles to get off and make the tackle. I'm sure that's something they're going to continue to work on. And I wonder how much that has to do with the weaknesses in his lower half. If the surgery helped and he's going to be able to regain all that strength because he is a big dude. Um, so that's going to be something there. But I'm really excited about the Ray Ray McLeod signing. I, I was I was kind of wanting them to go in on Jakeem Grant or one of those guys, Isaiah McKenzie. Um, so Ray Ray McLeod is a, is a nice choice. I, I like this. Uh, getting him in there, I think he's going to be able to, to help the team. And I, I think everyone can be excited about the fact that 49ers are building their wide receiver room in a, in a way that makes strategically a lot of sense. Now all they need to do is add the top-end guy, the guy that can take the top off the defense that is a taller player. And I, I think that the, they'll be set at the wide receiver room. Uh, absolutely, Ant. I, I think they'd be very set at the wide receiver room. If this is your wide receiver five, you're in a really good spot if you're the San Francisco 49ers. Um, so now it's about filling out that room, bringing in some competition and bringing yeah. in some other pieces. Uh, we'll see, though. We'll see if the Niners are making any other moves and restructuring some things in order to sign some more players and extending some guys to free up more cap. Or, and the Niners making this move for Ray McLeod, they truly believe here in the next day or so that Jimmy Garoppolo could be out the door. We, we've been sitting here saying, Maybe. right? We've been sitting here saying what? The Niners have to wait for the Deshaun Watson situation, to wait for the Deshaun, situ Deshaun Watson situation to finalize before anything can happen. Well, what if now that Carolina is back into the fold, the Browns have torpedoed their relationship with Baker Mayfield, there is now enough conversation going on that the Niners realize a deal is going to get done here in the next 24 hours. It could. I mean, they, they've definitely decided that they're going to move forward with their offseason plans. Of course, this deal doesn't have to become official until they sign it and submit it to the league. Um, so they've got a little bit of ways to you know to work this thing out. But I don't think they have the money free to be able to sign Ray Ray McLeod without a move happening. I don't know what his cap hit is going to look like this year. So that means that unless they have... It's, unless, it's, unless it's a minimum contract this year? I, I wouldn't think so. I would be shocked if it was. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, maybe it's really low with a lot of escalators. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But I think that more than likely this signals that a move is coming, whether that's an extension of one of these players you know, or that they think that the, the trade of Jimmy Garoppolo is inevitable. Uh, Quest for Six said, is Ayuka speed guy? Um, he, he runs about a 4.5, a Ant. He runs about a 4.5. So, I mean, he's about Debo speed, a little bit quicker than than what uh, George Kittle ran. He's not a slow guy by any means. Is he a break to take the top off the defense guy? No. Um, it, well, he can be a take the top off the defense guy, but he's not a, a burner, right? He's not a John Ross. He's not one of those. And Ant, we, we got to say thank you to Power Fitness. Just became a channel member here on YouTube. Welcome to the official TCC channel membership, man. We really appreciate it. Yeah, power thanks, fitness. Power and Fitness. Welcome. Welcome, my guy, indeed. Um, so, look, I, I, Mr. Sweden said draft big receivers. There are many, and you're not wrong there. There are 
yeah. plenty of big, tall, wide receivers. Uh, I wonder if this means, by the way, Ant, that the, the Devontae Adams trade and then Packers getting that pick, if they're they're going to try and go after someone like Drake London. Probably. I mean, that, that would make sense. If, if I was the Green Bay Packers, though, I would want to uh, not go after a wide receiver again. I would go after an edge rusher to replace the Darius Smith. I know you got Preston Smith, but adding a, a edge rusher in a draft that is very heavy, you could get one of these very, very good football players um, because one of the one of the things that Aaron Rodgers could really benefit from is having even a better defense because there's still guys in the second round like Christian Watson. You could use the Raiders pick, for instance, on uh, to, that could really help your receiving core as well. So I, I don't think it necessarily means they go receiver in the first round, but it gives them the firepower to be a lot of different things. Help Aaron Rodgers team overall. Uh, very true, sir. Very, very true indeed. My goodness gracious almighty aunt. Uh, look, Gary's not wrong. He's been telling everyone, hey, hit that like button. Yeah. I think there's some people who forgot. We got 179, 180 of you right now currently watching. We got 69 lights. Let's get that number up. Let's get to Jerry Rice amount of likes. Get us to 80, folks. TCC, get us to 80 likes. Let's uh, give some love to, to good old goat Jerry Rice. And, uh, you know. Yeah. Speaking of receivers and, and, and Ray Ray McLeod, there's a lot of options for the 49ers. There's still tons of options out there for them to sign and go after and do things. Um, man, what was a, what was a stream that was loathing Ant? It was all loathing and shame and frustration uh, turns into here towards the end of it. A, a glimmer, a yeah. glimmer of hope. What I like is all the people that are, are leaving are you know, are, are watching film while they're, while they're watching us or listening to <clears> us. Um, just like Ray said, and he said, you know, he's got McLeod's got a lot of speed. He does. There's some excitement there. He's you can, quick. You can also use this guy on the the reverses, um, the jet sweeps. There are avenues, the quick screens to get him involved in this game that are going to be so good for the 49ers. I think this is ends up being a very solid signing for them. Uh, this is something that I mean, it's been rumored for I feel a few days now that Ray Ray McLeod was in talks, you know, about coming to the 49ers. So they pulled the trigger, finally got it done. Um, timing wise, it seems like a good time because. 49er fans needed something. I don't know how many 49er fans overall are going to be really excited about this, but I, I think potentially they could be once they see him operating in this offense. Correct. And I joked, right? I said I was posting stuff to the Facebook group. I posted the first comment. The first comment, what is a Ray Ray McLeod? What is a Ray Ray McLeod? You're going to learn today. You're going to learn yeah. today. Ray Ray McLeod, is a, he, he's, he's going to surprise some people. I think he's going to get his opportunity uh, he's going to make some plays, and I think a lot of people are going to be excited about what he offers in the special teams game for sure. Uh, very true, Ant. Very true indeed. Uh, hit the like button if Kinlaw is a bust, says Baymac. If you're someone who believes Kinlaw is a bust, then Baymac says you should hit that like button. And you know what, Baymac? I may not necessarily agree with you, Kinlaw being a bust, but I do agree that they should hit that like button. I, I think we're going to find out this year. I've been saying this for a while, that this is the year. Uh, and whether it's it's injury again or not, Kinlaw has to prove it this year, and he has to step up. DJ Jones left. They expect Kinlaw to step up and fill that role. And if he doesn't, then people can attach that bust to him because uh, he was the 14th overall pick. So you got you got to get it done when you do when your number's called. And we'll see if Kinlaw can do it. They said he's going to be healthy. Uh, I, I hope he is because if we get a healthy Javon Kinlaw to go with the rest of this defensive line, they're going to be hard to deal with again. Agreed with you. Power Fitness, by the way, said yes. 40 hours cutbacks have have class. Actually, talk to the guys in chat. Don't get offended at takes on the team that don't. Uh, Add lots of sugar on top. Look, we're not going to. We understand yeah. there's different ways of viewing this. We all have different lenses. Ant has a different lens than me and vice versa. Yep. Um, we both have seen the game in very different ways. So uh, for us, it's more about the conversation than anything else. And Power Fitness, we're just glad you're here. We're glad everyone's here. Any, everyone who's been subscribing, everyone who's been here since day one, you know, 
little over a year ago, Ant, when we were sitting at just a couple of hundred subs that have been talking with us and growing with us along the way, we cannot thank you all enough for all the support and everything that's going on. And we're just excited to talk about the 49ers. It's always exciting to talk about the 49ers here, Ant. And uh, it's even better when you have information and news to talk about and actually things happening. Um, that's that's always a it's always a plus and a positive. And you're right. The, the Niners, though, it, right now, a, a lot of fans may not necessarily get this move or understand the impact of it. But talk about last year, how dreadful it was. It felt at times in the special teams game, right? It felt like when we did get stops and yeah. we had punts and situations, we were only picking up a handful of yards or just fair catching, and that was the end of it. Or Brandon Ayuk was nowhere near the football. We're talking about adding a guy now who led the league in punt return yards, like you said, and could you know, take, take some of these and turn them into situations and or getting an extra 10, 15, 20 yards at a time and really flipping the field. We got a new sub. Coffee Queen. Thank you, Coffee Queen. Welcome to the TCC. Appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, you're adding something to that now you no longer have to worry about special teams. It's, it's, been, a, it's been a big conversation for 49ers fans. Uh, that was part of the reason you know, we wanted to keep different guys last year. This is a legit guy that can do both. He's a legit receiver who can also return. So it takes pressure off Brandon Ayuk. It takes pressure off Kyle Shanahan and have to let Brandon Ayuk be back there. And I think you saw that switch during the season where they decided, you know what, this Brandon Ayuk experiment as a punt returner hasn't worked. We're going to let Travis Benjamin handle it. So I think that now the Niners don't have to worry about that. They don't need Travis Benjamin. They don't need Muhammad Sanu to handle the punt return responsibilities. Or they don't need to put Debo Samuel back there to handle the kick return responsibilities. They have now more defined roles for their for their wide receivers and then for their special teams. So it was a solid move that needed to be made. Uh, when Jakeem Grant went back, this was the obvious move now for the Niners to be able to make, and they made it. And I think they improved their team today. It wasn't a big, splashy, over-the-top move. But I think the more the 49er fans look at the film, uh, get involved in it, and then watch him play during the you know during the training camp, um, during the preseason, I think they'll be really excited about what he could do for this team in the regular season. They're going to grow. They'll grow to love him. Yeah. They'll grow to appreciate him. And Marvin, I can't believe you would bring up the fact that the Niners have lost some playoff games because of fumbles on special team and punt return. Those, those still hurt, man. Yeah. Those those still hurt. I don't, I don't want to talk about those. The Todd Winthrow said, we might as well shock the NFL world right now, Ant. Turn heads upside down. And just trade for Aaron Rodgers. Bring him home. He don't want to be a Green Bay Packer because of Adam gone, being gone. And the writing's on the wall. Just, just make the move. Just make the move. We thought the Aaron Rodgers talk was done, and and every time, it, every it, time. It, I think it should be with the fact that he's going to make close to fifty million dollars. My lord, Almighty! Yeah, that, that contract, that contract was outrageous. I mean, it I mean, they, apparently they had enough money to sign Devontae Adams, um, but it prices them out of making a lot of moves. So. I mean, I'm I'm excited about the 49ers being on a rookie pay scale. I understand the allure of you know a Tom Brady or an Aaron Rodgers, uh, but I think the way the 49ers are moving forward and building this team, it is built away around Trey Lance being the starting quarterback. Accurate. And so and they got to continue down this road. Uh, absolutely, and and Matravius McGill. What is up, Matravius? How's it going? Welcome to the TCC, yeah. my guy. Thank you for the subscription and uh, welcome, welcome to the party, my guy. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, so. We got a Debo, a Ray Ray, who's next, says NYC. <laughs> who's next? Yeah, I don't know. I'd like it to be a Cordero. Ooh, there you go. I want that. Yeah, that'd be nice. It would be wonderful if it was a Cordero yeah. or, or a Fuller. Will Fuller? Will Fuller. That's a lot be. of speed. I'll be honest. Um, my, my, top, my top guy for the speed guy, Brandon Cooks. Okay. Uh, I want I want a cooksy. That's what I want. You want a cooksy? I want a cooksy. You want to cook cook up some secondaries, well, I mean, Ant? You you know that was their family nickname, right? I, uh, I I knew it was cooksy. Yeah. I, I'm just not on that basis with him. You know, I didn't I didn't well, coach him. Yeah. Or, or play with him. 
I didn't play with him, but I definitely coached him you in, coached in, in All Stars. So you yeah, I did, I did coach him. So I we got I that going for us. I didn't do any of those things. Yeah, I, I'm not on the coaching basis. In a, in a shocking development, it was really fast. That's in a, I'm yeah. not gonna lie, and I'm, I'm you're, stunned you're right now. You're shocked, right? I'm, I'm yeah. shocked. I know it doesn't show on the face cutback crew, but it, it's, it's all shockness right now. Yeah, he was it's, fast. It's all shockness. And and Gary, you're right. We are on the quest for three thousand. So everyone subscribing, everyone tuning in and joining, we we really appreciate it. Uh, help us get there. Help help us get there. Keep sharing the video as well, liking it as well. That that it all helps. It all helps. And we went over the eighty. We got to to amount of likes. So oh, nice. Well done. We went over the mark. Thanks everyone for helping. Good job, with TCC. That. We appreciate that uh, in a big way. Uh, McCor- Mr. Corey says, "Will Fuller greater than Cooks when healthy." And Anthony Pebley. Thank you, Anthony. Welcome appreciate to the TCC. Great name, man. by the way. Uh, what I, Anthony? Anthony. It's it's fine. It's it's wonderful. Oh, it's it's good. good guys. Yeah. Christian Perez. Another great name. Welcome, Welcome to Christian TCC. Perez. That, that is a good name. Yeah. I don't feel like there's a really a whole lot of bad names out there. No, I mean there's some that are. That... I, don't get me wrong. Like, like I don't want to. I don't want to disp- Anthony's a good name. It's a good name. It's a lot better. You, than You know Alex. what's a better name though? It's not Alex. No, it's Gray Wolf. Gray Wolf. Yeah. Love Gray Wolf. Gray Wolf's a wonderful name. Yeah, don't let people steal my names, man. No, no yeah. I'll try not to. That's 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 our thing. That's not technically his thing. Yeah, but don't you? Ooh, be I that like that races NWO for life. Well done. Uh, big time indeed, man. Ao and uh, another one, one more for the good guys, Ant. That's what yeah, we're, one that's more what for we're the doing good guys. I love that. Uh, we are definitely the good guys around these parts, Ant. We are definitely the good guys around these parts. Uh, I would yell at my screen and run forward, hanging onto the ball. Uh, I'm tr- I'm trying to see here. The move is a big splash for me. I was checking out his highlights, and he has speed, says Ray. So that's good. Some of the people, some of the cutback crew, Ant, and and some of the Niners fans are hopefully going to be finding film of Raymond McLeod, starting to look him up, and being like, you know what, this this is this is a okay. I don't I don't necessarily hate this. I actually kind of like this, um, which is good. Here's the real question: Do we do we believe? And oh my goodness, we also had a couple that we missed, Ant. Uh, one was. Jack Ramento, thank you for subscribing. I really Solid appreciate name. that, my guy. Yeah, got, got lost in the shuffle there. Way to go, stream elements. Yeah, you big jerk. Uh, but uh, hey, uh, let's get to Jag's super chat here first before I go. That okay? A uh, Jag super chat, five dollars. I know it's early, but I like the edge guy from San Diego State, Cameron Thomas. I believe uh, it's Cameron Thomas. I believe or the edge Josh Pascal from Kentucky. Okay, not fancy but solid. Um, interesting thing about Josh Pascal, and I'll, I'll give this away since everyone's on here right now. My feelings on him is I actually believe he's one of those guys that could move inside and play three-tech. That's what my thought process okay. was, too. I, I like him a lot, and I think he would fit really well in what the 49ers want to do at the three-tech position. So if you're looking to improve that area, I think Pascal makes a lot of sense there. Um, As far as the, the other guy, I've watched limited film of him right now. I think I've watched a total of 20 snaps. I haven't got as far into it as like. But I do see some potential there, so I need to continue to uh, to break him down. Um, see, Jack Romano, look at that. I, 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 got on, I got on stream elements. It got you, my guy. Yeah, there you it go, Jack Romano. So, welcome. Big, big time there. Big plays there, and I absolutely love it. And Jess, there's no hate here. There's no hate. Just jealousy for such a great name. Just jealousy. Knowing that I'm not going to get T, I really won't. I really won't. Uh, Joel, the guys have been eyeing Cordero Patterson. I butchered the name, says Megan, and we have Joel. We we have been all over Cordero, Cordero Patterson, Patterson, Philip Lindsay, Marlon Mack. Hundred percent. All three of those. Th- those are guys that are on my list. I think Cordero Patterson's flexibility and the fact that i've actually heard kyle shannon say yeah i've wanted that guy for five years now um those are things that make me think it would make a lot of sense for the 49ers to go that route but i do love the fact that marlon mack could be the replacement for jeff wilson hey, jr to add a lot of dynamic ability there um so i'm excited about that uh agreed with you there and and shane arizona 49ers empire with the just the one dollar super chat shane thanks shane i appreciate it we appreciate that yeah. in a big way uh t is the name says megan thank goodness 
Thank goodness for that. There you go. Uh, Cameron Thomas from San Diego State gets compared to JJ Watt, says Mr. Corey J. So I mean that's that's good. That's a that's a pretty solid comparison there. And I w- I would argue and, and say that that's a pretty good. Uh, should be dream elements because they're sleeping, says TL. It's it's, <laughs> it's well, like that sometimes. Well done. It, it is like that. Ooh, sometimes. I like that. Sean Bullard said Saquon. Look, I, are you are we ready to have that conversation yet? I don't know if I'm there yet. I think Sean, I want I want to. But I don't know if I'm there yet. I, I know Raheem really put a, a put a big stink in that before. Raheem coming back just made it so it didn't seem like Saquon was an option. Uh, I have the injury concerns, but I think if you traded for him, if it was a fourth round pick, like a it's fourth rumored, round pick is worth it. The question just is the seven the seven million dollars. Well, yeah, I mean, because couldn't you give him a third round comp for, for instance, or even your fourth? You pick one thirty three, send it to the Giants, get him back, and then extend him and restructure that deal so that seven million dollars doesn't hit them this year. Rework deal, getting Saquon Barkley, maybe getting his number under five million. Alex, I'll take that. Would you be down with Elijah Mitchell and Saquon Barkley being the yeah. the dominant running backs? Or yeah. what if you could convince them to, to to take Trey Sermon, for instance? And you don't have to give it. You can give a late round pick and Trey Sermon for Saquon Barkley. If I could take Trey Sermon and a sixth and give it up for Saquon Barkley, or Trey Sermon and a compensatory sixth, ideally, and get Saquon Barkley, I would do that. Yeah. I would 100% do that. So, I mean, it, I think it's something to monitor as the 49ers continue to try to build this this running back room. But I think there's some options. Saquon is one of those. Um, and then there's some guys on you know the free agent market that are going to be cheaper that are available as well. But I still think the the one that we have to wait, see fall before we think the Niners aren't all the way in on him is Cordero. Uh, very true. Yeah. That's very true. Lou, has anybody actually seen Ken Lawson's surgery or rehabbing? Everybody's talking like he's going to be fine. I was just wondering. Uh, he did post something the other yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And John Lynch commented on the fact that Ken Law was on track and, in fact, looking, you know, really good. So they were at least hopeful. But once again, we we don't know for sure. I think we're all just being, you know, pr- try, kind of projecting it out and taking into account that the 49ers haven't made a move, you know, for a big-time nose tackle, and DJ Jones is gone. So, they have to think that Ken Law is going to be the replacement uh, unless they are going to address in, uh, address in the draft or go with a veteran option. Um, maybe an Indomitian Sue. I don't know. I don't think that's going to happen at this point. I do think they're going to go edge before they go interior. So I do think it's going to be Ken Law, and I think they're just hopeful that he's going to be the guy, and, and it, it might make us nervous, but I, I think that's what happens. Uh, very true and very true indeed. Blind Vision says, talk about Jimmy G trade rumors. Blind Vision, be specific. What exactly do you want to talk about? You want to talk about the teams that are possibly in the hunt? You want to talk about what the value may be? What, what do you want? What do you want to hear about that? Because there's a lot of things to talk about with the Jimmy G trade stuff and oh, what's yeah, happening. A ton. So be let us know. Let us know in the comment section and we'll uh, we'll address it. We'll 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 try and talk about it anyway uh, to the best of our abilities without uh, being long in the tooth about it, Ant, because. Uh, I don't know if everyone's known this, but uh, basically Jimmy G trade rumors and trading Jimmy G and the 49ers quarterback situation has basically been a topic of conversation since this time last year. Yeah, it, it's a, pretty much since the 49ers traded up to three. Uh, people have been talking about whether Jimmy Garoppolo was going to get moved in the draft. Uh, it continued all during the season. And then, of course, you know, it, it picked up a lot of steam. He kind of said his farewell. So I, I fully expect him to get traded. Um, the teams has kind of changed as, as we've went on. It's true. And, you know, teams have gone in, teams have gone out. Then all of a sudden it was the grand jury thing happened with Deshaun Watson. And all of a sudden uh, it's, it's a different route there. And then all of a sudden Atlanta gets added to the group. Cleveland possibly gets added to the group. I just think this has been one of those things that's got a lot of, you know, different parts and moving parts. We're kind of just trying to wait it out. But um, I think Jimmy G will get moved. I don't believe he's going to be on the 49ers 2022 roster. I don't think they want to carry that money. So it's it's going to happen at some point. It's just what value are they going to get from him and who's going to blink first? 
Uh, that's the that's the big one, man. It feels like it's a game of chicken right now between what feels like two teams, Ant, but we'll see. Well, with the uh, with some teams being excommunicated from the uh, from the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes and not having a chance to land the man, um, maybe now that stare down is starting to turn a little bit more into an actual conversation and things actually being able to get done and progress actually being able to be made. Todd Winthrow says, "Trust me, Julio Jones is next. Had his best years under Shanahan. Don't sleep on it." Julio, Debo, Kittle, Ayuk, watch out NFL. Yeah, I'd love that. It, it's possible. I mean, it, it definitely is possible. Um, I think the 49ers aren't done making moves. I think they're going to they're gonna make some shrewd moves. I think any players that they get are going to be um, the right price. Uh, I'm going to keep an eye on Austin Hooper. He's somebody that I'm, I'm keeping an eye on. I'm going to keep an eye on Cordero Patterson, of course, of Julio Jones because he has ties to Kyle Shannon. Those are the kind of the offensive names that I'm keeping an eye on. Um, and then I want to see what happens with our guy, Brandon Cooks out of Houston, because if he does get moved, uh, the 49ers would definitely be a team he'd be interested in. So if he gets cut for some reason, Houston wants to free up some cap space to make some moves there. Then yeah, he he would be somebody I think the Niners would possibly share interest with. The one thing I do know is Brandon Cooks has interest in being with the 49ers. That he does. That he does. And we're excited about that and yeah. the potentiality there behind it. Uh, Quest for six says, didn't we try to get Sue a couple of years ago before he chose to go back to Tampa? Yeah, I mean that that is true. Um, that that is true. Uh, Sue has connections with uh, Chris Kasarek, so anytime you have coaching connections like that, you start you know connecting the dots. The question is, will Tampa Bay just want to roll it back with Sue and try to make it happen again? Uh, that's possible as well. So what Sue decides is ultimately going to be interesting because he's won a Super Bowl now. So you don't know if he's ring chasing or if he's just trying to get you know one more decent contract. Uh, we'll see because I think he's you know he's a couple years from now. He maybe even this year he's. Getting close to retirement. You would think. Yeah. You would think. Uh, I think the thing the Niners have going for them in the Sioux situation and the Sioux potentiality of him landing in San yeah. Francisco is Chris Kacerik, is, is the relationship he has with Ndamukong and Sioux, the fact that they've been at two separate stops together, the fact that Sioux started his career with him as his coach. Um, that does bode well in San Francisco's favor. So it's, and we've talked about this before in the past here on the show. Um, it's, it's always something you have to keep in the back of your mind. It's always something to keep an eye out on. But where is he at? Where is he at? Is he ring chasing? Yeah. Is he mercenarying it? Or is he going to go someplace where maybe he has a chance to win, but he also has a chance to get paid? Yeah. And it's gonna come... we saw Chandler Jones just say that, right? It was, I want to, someone that's going to value the things that I do and bring to the table, but also I can make some money. Uh, it came down to San Francisco and, and Oakland, and he chose to get paid and, you know, deal well, with the AFC West. Well, I mean, if, if they knew, right, that they were getting Devontae Adams and, or he had an, any inclination that they were bringing True. in a big time player. The Raiders just got a lot more, you know, sexy of a pick for Chandler Jones. So it makes sense. I mean, it really does. So I think that that happens. I, I've seen some other good questions coming through as well, Alex. Um, I did see, uh, I believe Jack Romano asked about the Honey Badger. Uh, we love the Honey Badger. Love it. The question for the Honey Badger is not anything to do with the field. It's how he's going to fit into the locker room. Is he a locker room fit? I believe the 49ers front office would have to figure that out if he's somebody they feel comfortable bringing in. Talent-wise, though, he makes a lot of sense. 100%. Um, if you're looking to load up and you can, you can take advantage of the, the Honey Badger's salt level because he will get salty at certain teams, but he's also a smart guy. He knows that leaving the AFC West and maybe even getting out of the AFC is his best opportunity to win a Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. um, he's a possibility. The problem is now, Tampa Bay needs a safety. And yeah, they I, do. I don't put it past Tom Brady to call Tyron Matthew and say, hey, man, you could come down here and win a Super Bowl with us. Um, so I think that Tyron Matthews is one of those guys that could end up being one of those guys that's a mercenary that you go get to try to win a Super Bowl. 
uh, this year. But we'll see where that ends up. But I would love to see him with the Niners uh, from a player standpoint. I don't know how he is off the field. I'm not a privy to that information all the time, but I would, lo- I would love to see it uh, for I, X and O's reasons. I'd love it for X and O's reasons. It's also got to make sense logistically, but then again, oh, why, yeah. why why do we as 49ers fans, I feel like we as 49ers fans say this all the time, and for everyone else, it logistically finds a way to work out. I think that's the reality of the situation right now with the Niners, is it's, it feels like well, everyone else can logistically make it work, and San Francisco doesn't. It's almost, it's almost like San Francisco operates like that cap is a real thing, and everyone else is, a, it's just an ar- arbitrary number that they just bend things around to make fit. Um I think the the big thing with the honey badger though is just money. I think that's the one of the biggest issues is you know the, Tyron Matthew and his the honey Tyron Matthew is a good guy. Right, he's 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 doing his thing. He's a good per. The honey badger is is the one that that wants the money and and all the other stuff. Right, I mean Tyron's talked about this as much. Uh, I don't I don't know if he's going to be willing to take it on the cheap to come back to San, to come to San Francisco. I know he said in the past that San Francisco is a dream place for him. Yeah. Um, We'll see. We'll see if it's a dream place. Because if it's a dream, it's a dream to be here, then he may be willing to give up a little bit to, to get here. Uh, Blind Vision, by the way, finally commented back on, on the Jimmy situation, what he wants to, I think, what, what he may want to talk about here. He doesn't think Jimmy's going to get traded because if no one wants him because they think Carson Wentz is better, and Jimmy went and Jimmy went to an NFC Championship game. So what is his trade value really is what I think your thoughts. He really wants to know what Jimmy's trade value is because he believes teams don't want Jimmy. That's why Carson got moved first. Um, he's been to an NFC Championship game. Why is no one trading for him? What is that value actually? And are the Niners maybe holding on a little too long or asking too much? You and I have talked about this in the past. We both feel like a second is not too much, especially with the market as it's currently played out. Um, and the Niners have to be looking at this and thinking second and a third, ideally, probably two seconds at the at at best is what they're they're hoping for. But I don't think they would turn down a second and a fourth. But they definitely want a kicker with that second round pick. I think ultimately they might take the Carson Wentz trade from Indianapolis. Two threes, swap the twos. An escalator. And and, and maybe even an escalator. Yeah, I, I think that, that that those are possibilities. Um, I think his trade value is whatever a team is willing to pay. Now, the one thing we do know is if we trust John Middlecoff's information, the 49ers have been offered a second-round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo. Correct. Which means there is some value there. So. You could easily get two threes out of a team, you know, if you wanted to move back. the The numbers work out that way in Jimmy Johnson's chart. Um, I think if you're sticking on the two, the problem is you're right. It's the kicker. You know, the 49ers want another pick. What is that going to be? They probably want two twos. They probably want the Alex Smith, you know, 2013 caliber trade. I don't know if they're going to get that. So they're sitting there and they're waiting. And they're they're just waiting to do it. And the whole time they have a a kind of an a good a good idea of what is the value because Carson Wentz went for a three. Uh, two threes, you know, the kicker and all that. Um, because you're willing to trade your quarterback to get another quarterback, it usually means the guy you're willing to get is a better value than the guy you just moved off of. So you want a little bit better value. Uh, so we'll see. I, I think both these guys are just looking eye to eye, but we don't know the real value of the of Jimmy Garoppolo because the 49ers don't have leaks. So they're not letting out what they're being offered. You're only hearing whispers about what's being offered. Uh, very true, Ant. You're only hearing whispers. There's not a lot of confirmations on a wall of it and bay mac that is a good one if d ford and kinlaw play a full season all atheists <laughs> will change thoughts on the afterlife well played well played bay mac there is a, a big part of me that wants that to happen now because i want to see you back here in the chat i want to see you back here in the chat if that happens and trust me the first time they miss a game you can be back here in the chat and just put dot 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 and i will give you a nice little salute and a tip of the hat my guy because that is funny 
um, as of this point in time, it is also pretty accurate with the two of them. Um, Kinlaw, I, I'm still not willing to say Kinlaw injury pronoun because he did play his entire rookie season through that injury and stuck out a good chunk of this year through the injury as well. The question with him is just getting healthy so he can be the best version of himself. A D Ford is the one that, oh man, he just, since the 2019 season, cannot stay on the field. No, I mean, he really hasn't been able to get on the field, stay on the field. Last year, I mean, we were hopeful. Uh, he got out there for, you know, not even a handful of games, and then he was gone again. Uh, when he's out there, he's making plays. The problem is the back doesn't hold up. Uh, and this year it was a, a kicker because he got a concussion. You know, he met at the quarterback, got a concussion. It affected the neck, um, which ultimately affected the back. So this is one of those things that it's it's tough. And the 49ers are definitely invested in him financially. True. Anything you can get out of him is a bonus. Hopefully he'll be ready to go, and hopefully he'll be able to play. I think the Niners, though, just treat it like he's a cherry on top. you got to prepare like you don't have him. And then if he's there, you're like, wow, great, we have D Ford. But you can't prepare that, which means they need to go out there and be hyper-aggressive uh, with their defensive line play. And and they, that means that even if that is just bringing back Arden Key and Jordan Willis and continuing the, the rotation that you had, and you have to hope that Kinlaw is able to produce at the level that DJ Jones did. Uh, agreed with you on that there. And right here, great point. In my opinion, I think Lynch is setting up for 2023 to go all in with bad contracts gone with Jimmy and D Fords. Go all in in free agency in 2023. I think 2022 is the prelude for 2023. That could be the case. That could be the case. It is a point that, you know, I don't want to admit. I don't want it to be true. And I know you don't like that, and and I don't I don't disagree with you on it. But that may be the situation in the boat that we're in right now, where John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan are looking at this year and looking at the team that they have and looking at free agency and the current predicament that they're in with the salary cap, knowing that next year the salary cap is going up, knowing that you haven't moved off of Jimmy Garoppolo immediately and are just holding Pat, knowing that they're going to improve the room, improve the team, slightly anticipating being able to make a big improvement next season. I don't love that. I'm not a big fan of that. Um, not only do I, not only am I a guy who's come around from, you know, establishing a, a roster for now and the future to a guy who really wants them to commit to getting a Super Bowl now, because you don't know when you're going to get one. It's a risk either way. You can either go all in now and maybe it works out and maybe it doesn't, or you can wait and go all in next year. But if injuries happen or guys don't develop or you know the salary cap goes up so much for everybody that it doesn't matter how much extra additional cap space you have you can't sign all the guys you need to have the impact you're going to be screwed either way the nfc is not as strong as it was last year no the 49ers could potentially be stronger than everyone else this is an opportunity the afc has went out and got all the big time talent i see an avenue for them to go all in and win a super bowl they have to commit to it. Because those teams are going to beat themselves up in the AFC. Yeah, they are. And, you know, and the thing is, is right now, the Rams haven't gotten a lot better. Yeah, they signed Allen Robinson. They still don't have Von Miller. Their they own line is worse. They now. don't have Andrew Whitworth. Um, they lost Darius Williams. They are taking hits. Arizona hasn't gotten a lot better. So Seattle is whatever Seattle is. I mean, without Russell Wilson, they're going to have Drew Locke. Uh, you got DK Metcalf coming out and, and defending Drew Locke. These are not teams I'm scared about. So the and Niners Arizona, have a, Arizona's doing nothing either. Yeah, so the Niners have a path to not only win the division, but possibly get out of the conference if they make some strategic moves. What those are going to be, I think, are a lot like Ray Ray McLeod. And then when they move off Jimmy Garoppolo, they're going to have money to do some stuff. But I do see potential for them to go like, you know what? If we put the pedal to the metal right now, the Rams are a team we, can, we, we would have to contend with. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are a team we have to contend with. But we can beat the Cowboys. We can beat the Packers. So I think you're looking at an opportunity to be like, yeah, if Trey Lance plays at a little bit higher rate than Jimmy Garoppolo, 
we're the team playing in the Super Bowl, and all we are, all we have to do is win one game against one of those teams that goes through Murderer's Row through their playoffs um, to get to us. Correct. Um, Rini just said it. You guys think Lance is ready? Be honest. Um, I'm gonna be. A, it it, def, it define yeah. it, right on it. Uh, ready is is subjective. It, it is 100 yeah. percent subjective in terms of of what you believe ready to be. Right? Is he ready to lead this team to a Super Bowl? I don't know. I would say probably not. He's a second-year quarterback who's coming in with some things he's got to work on. Is he ready to be a guy who can go out there and execute Kyle Shanahan's system? I think he's really close. And if he's not ready right now, I think he can be ready by the time we get to week one. Yeah, I don't think there's a way to know for sure he's going to be ready until he starts actually playing. The one thing I will say about it, though, is I do believe he's going to take the next step and he's going to develop. uh, And I think he's going to be a legitimate NFL quarterback this year. And I do believe he has the potential to take the 49ers to the Super Bowl if he's able to understand the offense and get the ball out in rhythm and in in time. Uh, If he does that with his athletic ability and his skills, he could definitely elevate the team to another level. So um, he has the intangibles. It's just, you know, can he pick up the offense in a nice way? I do believe that he can get there, but I won't know tangibly if he's ready until he starts playing or starts practicing and we can see it because the only people that are going to know that are Kyle Shanahan you know, the, Brian Gracie, John Lynch, these guys that are get to look at him, or even right now, just the training staff that he's working with, including John Beck. So I don't think anyone knows, including John Lynch, said he won't know for sure until Trey Lance gets in there week one and plays. It's very true. Power Fitness here. NFC West is now the NFC less. We just need to beat the Rams and stave off the cards. Um, you're not wrong. I mean, and it's doable. You played the Cardinals tight. Um, you, you were within grass in both games and made yeah. mistakes to, to cost yourself wins. Um, you beat the Rams in the regular season two different times. So it's not like you can't handle these football teams. It's not like you can't do that. Um, the, the biggest obstacle for you was the, was the Seattle Seahawks, and they've essentially taken care of themselves for you. You don't have to worry about them. Well, right. And Arizona, I mean, it's kind of fallen off a little bit, and you've gotten better in areas that to help you beat them. Correct. Um, one of those ways is that you've got a, a corner, of course, but Arizona also lost Chandler Jones. Uh, so now Trey Lance is going to have more opportunity. Well, they, got Chan- they lost Chandler Jones and, and haven't upgraded another defensive end pass rusher. They haven't brought someone in to right. fill that void. Well, they, they will. They're going to bring in somebody in eventually, but they're not going to be as good as Chandler Jones. And, and that's the thing. Right now, they're kind of, the NFC West is kind of settling in. The 49ers could easily turn the, you know pull the trigger and start, and start working their way up. Um, so this is going to be something to watch, especially once Jimmy does get moved then what do they do with that money? And if they, they go out and they spend it aggressively and, and they, they take some chances, uh, who knows? And if they maybe they use some of their, their trade capital in a Ram sort of way, less in the draft and more through picking up players, including like a Saquon Barkley or something like that, we'll see. Maybe a Brandon Cooks, you know, fields them some, uh, they use some draft capital to pick him up. It, it's possible. So let, let's see what they do. Let's see what the 49ers do. Um, but I'm very encouraged by the Ray Ray McLeod. I, I thought that was a, that was a very nice signing and, and, and a good way for uh, for our Thursday to go because I was I was a little concerned there for a minute that there was just going to be nothing but players leaving. Yeah, it was literally up up to Ray Ray McLeod signing. It was just Contavious Street going to the New Orleans and and uh, just good old Trent Sherfield going to Miami, San Francisco 49ers uh, down there with a uh, with good old Josh McDaniels. Just not Josh McDaniels, Mike McDaniels. Excuse yeah. me. Yeah, just taking all of our guys. Uh, so look, the Raymond McLeod signing is a nice little additional piece to add on to all of this. I love it. I, I love the addition. I love the the improvement, uh, and I'm excited. I am excited about what this team can do. I'm excited about inching closer to Deshaun Watson finally making a decision, and the Niners 
potentially being able to finally trade Jimmy Garoppolo and get what they've been trying to get for him. Uh, and Todd Rinthrow asks, so we'll take a couple more questions, cutback crew. What do you guys think about Brian Greasy hire for quarterback coach? Uh, I know I was live. I went live and broke it. I know we have talked about it. I know I like it a whole heck of a lot. I know you like it a lot. I think this is great for the Niners. You're going to be losing someone in Jimmy Garoppolo and the experience of playing quarterback at a high, you know, at a, at a fairly high level. He's gone to a Super Bowl. He's gone to an NFC Championship game. You can say he's an average middle road quarterback, but he's led the team into and out of tough games and tough yeah. situations where he's needed to win. And now you're going to bring in Brian Greasy. Another guy who has experience playing quarterback in this league, has experience playing it at a fairly high level, um, and Trey's going to be able to lean on that. That's important. It is. And when something happens in the game, he's going to be able to go to Brian Greasy and talk to him. And Brian Greasy is going to be able to reflect on his own personal experiences about what he saw when he was in the same situation. He saw some of the greatest quarterbacks do it, including John Elway, who started ahead of him his rookie season. And he saw the way that these guys handle. He's worked with uh, with Kubiak. With uh, He's worked with... Um, Shanahan before so he's going to have the ability John Gruden in fact too, helped him with quarterback play true um, he's going to be able to look at Trey Lance and tell him you know hey don't worry this is this or this is that he understands the offense and of course Kyle Shanahan will help you know get him to the level where he un understands the ins and the outs of it but because he has a basis of it it's going to be a quick learn I think this was a solid guy somebody that's going to be able to offer a lot of experience to Trey Lance um, and that's important they've insulated Trey Lance now with Nate Sudfeld who he felt completely comfortable with somebody that worked with him all the time last year on helping him decipher the reads and going through progressions during plays to now adding Brian Greasy, um, who will be able to do it from his firsthand experience about how he did it when he played. I think it's a bang up, a bang up matchup and I like it. So yeah, I was excited about the move. I was a little surprised when I first saw it, but I was also surprised when Scangarello left. So um, Kyle, Kyle Shannon going out and getting a player or a guy like this to leave Monday night football. And it makes sense now, right? You got Troy Aikman and uh, Joe Buck going there. Um, but hey, you know, let, let's let's see how it helps Trey. I'm I'm hoping it's really going to help take Trey to the next level. Uh, I'm hoping so as well. I I would love yeah. that to be the case. I really would. Uh, Gary, counting down the likes, the 100 cutback crew, help us get there because we're getting ready to wrap up for the night and and call it a night. Uh, the Niners finally making a move today, and after watching two more gentlemen walk away, sure up the special teams area at least the punt and kick return game. You would imagine to an extent. Um, bring in Ray Ray McLeod and Donald Johnson asks if you could get Gilmore or Cooks, which one would you pick? That's a tough question. And I'll let you go first on this now as I get the poll ready for the cutback crew to vote on that as well. I'm going Stefan Gilmore because Ooh, um, oh, it, it, really? Oh yeah, and you know I love Brandon Cooks. You do. That's why I'm surprised. Uh, uh, but if you if you shut down you know another team, if you take away them on their offense, I have a belief that you know the 49ers can get a run game going and be able to. Um, get themselves up. Plus, I believe Trey Lance is going to be able to extend some plays. You added Ray Ray McLeod to an already very talented wide receiver core. Um, you could also go with somebody in the draft like Christian Watson, you know, or one of these other guys like I like Gray. Um, those those guys would make sense for the for the 49ers. So I think there's other ways to build it. Gilmore make would would just make that defense elite. Um, so yeah, that that would be the the first one. But man, it'd be really hard for me personally to say no to Brandon Cooks. Um, but I think the 49ers would choose Stephon Gilmore over Brandon Cooks in that situation. Uh, I, I, I like that there, Ant. I really do like that there. Um, my thought process on this right now is Gilmore. One, because it's more realistic than Cooks at the moment, because you have to find a way to trade for Cooks, whereas Gilmore you can just sign. Uh, but two, and the big reason is, is you know the Arizona Cardinals are going to go grab some wide receivers and, and try and bolster the room. The Rams have already done so and still may be doing that. They yeah. still may be 
taking that route and taking that option. So make sure that you can cover. Make sure you can cover those guys. Make sure you your secondary can hold up and hang on when it needs to. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you can find a guy that maybe can't do all of the things that Brandon Cooks does, but maybe does some things in the speed category to make out on losing out on a Brandon Cooks. Uh, Brandon Cooks is a legitimate 1,000-yard receiver. I mean, he's he done is. it multiple times for multiple teams. He's one of those guys that doesn't matter what scheme you run, he fits in it. Uh, I would love to see him. I, it, it, this is a this is honestly something that was quoted to me that has been said by him. He believes him, Brian Ayuk, and Debo Samuel would be the best three receivers in the NFL. Um, and, and he even admits that he played with a really good group with Robert Woods and them in, in Los Angeles. So um, that mere fact uh, well, that was told to me that that's what Brandon Cook said. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Brandon Cooks would make a lot of sense for the 49ers, but it doesn't mean anything if he can't get out of Houston or the 49ers or if Houston isn't willing to deal him. So we're kind of talking about hypotheticals at this point. Uh, very much true, the hypotheticals. And Baymac, we appreciate the comment, man. We appreciate you commenting all night long. He said, yeah. you guys are cool. Too optimistic, dot, dot, doc. But good. Thank you for the content. Hey, I understand all the points that Baymac has been making yeah. and, and the things he's he's questioning. I get him. Because yeah. a lot a lot of them are are realities, right? Guys being injured, guys not being available. Yeah. Um, the Niners having in the past signed injury pl prone players. So we appreciate it, Baymac. It, it's it's part of the conversation well, and yeah, it's it something keeps, get the way. It keeps it balanced. I mean, Agreed. during the season, Baymac, you really would have enjoyed when everyone had the Niners off the cliff and we were saying we were going to make the playoffs. Um, that's, <laughs> that's, that's true. That's really when we caught the heat about being too optimistic. True. Uh, but yeah, we definitely like the checks and balances. We like when people... You know, say different things. Uh, Lou is another one often in the chat that has a contrarian opinion or maybe like a different opinion from what we're thinking. Um, sometimes I agree with him. I think a little bit more than you do. Um, but typically with Lou, you you were closer yeah. to agreeing with Lou more times than I am. But I think it's nice to have different opinions and have conversations about those. So that's what's exciting about doing the live streams in the chats because then we get to interact with everybody, and that's what we like doing the most. So when you leave questions, you know we do really try to get to them because it's fun. We are. We are we are trying to get to as many as we possibly can. And Jelly, you are right. After the season is when Cooks is set to become a free agent, I believe. Yeah, it is. He's in the coming into the last year of his deal. That was part of the reason that there was a belief that he could get actually moved out. He's scheduled to make $13 million. $7 million of that would be dead if they traded him or cut him. Um, but they would save $6 million. So that's nice. if they're looking to build nice. you know, in another way, maybe that's possible. But, I mean, he, he had another 1,000-yard season playing with uh, Tyrod Taylor and, and Davis Mills. So just finds a way to get it done. Ant. And yeah. apparently Deshaun Watson carried that wide receiving core. Yeah, he yeah, he was not happy about that, by the way. I, I wouldn't have been yeah. happy about that. It was yeah. absolutely ridiculous. And Marvin said, he got the 100 likes, guys. Cool. Ooh, TCC, all. that's all on you. Thank you so much for that. Ant, what another day. Day two of free agency, official free agency. Not tampering periods, not any of that nonsense. Day two of a free agency is, is a wrap for now for here on the channel. But if anything breaks, if anything else happens, if the 49ers do anything else between now and just at any point in time, even if it's 12 o'clock midnight, we will be here. We'll be breaking it down, breaking the news, breaking the information. And uh, Cutback Crew, man, thank you so much for the support. All of you top to bottom, liking the video, commenting all night long, hitting that like button, sharing it with the rest of the faithful questions a plenty ant and uh, new members as well power fitness thank you for becoming a channel member tonight we really do appreciate that every little bit that you guys do whether it's just here whether it's commenting liking the video subscribing becoming a channel member joining over on patreon joining our discord whatever it is 
it helps this community grow. It helps this channel grow, and we cannot thank you enough for it. Yeah, we can't. We can't thank you enough. Looking forward to all the the future streams that we're going to have about the 49ers free agency, and then of course all the draft content that's going to be coming up. If you like draft content, you're going to want to be here. We go overload on draft content. Uh, I'm excited about it, and you're not going to want to miss the fan controlled mock draft. We'll be doing that, uh, you know, after we get through free agency a little bit. You guys are in control. We're just here to facilitate as you go through the seven round mock draft and make all the picks for the 49ers. I'm looking forward to all of it. I'm looking forward to interacting with everybody because we've got a lot of you know great people in chat from day ones all the way to all the new people really enjoying the conversations um, and looking forward to uh, be on the lookout. There's going to be a lot of big news coming through from us uh, here in the coming weeks. So make sure you're here when you can, and it's going to be a fun time. It's going to be a blast, Jess. We appreciate that. Lou, you're, you're pretty cool too, man. You're, pre you're pretty great also, you're also my guy. We, we appreciate all the support. Ray Ray, welcome to the Niners, bro. Make us proud this season's Niners for life 2022 2023. Mike, Mike, 49ers. That's right. We'll wrap this thing up on that. Let's chalk another one up. And what an absolute incredible night. We'll see y'all for more All breaking right, guys. news. Let's chalk another one up. Later, cutback crew.